This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt, and you're listening to Minuteman Football on FearTheVillage.com. From Lexington High School on a beautiful Thursday evening here in late August, it is time for week number one of the high school football season as the Lexington Minutemen get set to host the Ontario Warriors in the 2021 edition of the Backyard Brawl, and we could not be more excited to be here with you in what seems to be the most normal atmosphere we've had in well over a year. Hi, everybody. Corey Durbin, Nick Lazier with you. And uh, it just so happens that a couple of weeks ago, wouldn't you know it, the, um, the air conditioner in the press box shut off. So we are hot uh, up here high above the football field at Lexington, and I am I am sweating profusely already, Nick. And uh, I don't think it's going to get much better because there's absolutely no breeze coming through. Now, down on the field, it feels great. Uh, it's definitely not this hot down on the field. Sun is shining bright. There's only a couple of clouds in the sky. That's not going to be a factor tonight. No rain uh, in the forecast. And it is an absolutely beautiful night to open up the season. And as I mentioned just a moment ago, it is Thursday night football to open up the season this year. One of just a few games around the state uh, to open up tonight. And, uh, of course, it's got to be the big one, Nick. It's got to be Ontario-Lexington. You wouldn't want to open it up any other way on a Thursday night. And the crowd uh, is filling in quite nicely, especially the student section down off to our left here. Uh, we are in the uh, second tier of the press box tonight, uh, right smack dab in the middle of the press box. And as we look down at the... The student section, uh, they're definitely going to play a factor tonight, I think, and uh, hopefully give these Minutemen a little extra juice as they take on their rival. The Ontario Warriors brought over their band as well, so even looking over at their side, not a bad crowd either. It's definitely, like I said, the most normal-feeling uh, sporting event, it looks like, that we're going to have in uh, quite some time. This is pretty awesome, actually. And uh, Lexington went with the blackout, so uh, we'll get to that in just a minute here as they wore some special uniforms for the occasion tonight. Uh, but when we get back, uh, when we come back in just a moment, Nick will have his thoughts on tonight's game. We'll have the uniforms brought to you by Material Girl, and we'll get you set up for tonight's matchup as we've got about five and a half minutes to go until kickoff. It's Lexington and Ontario here in just a few minutes on vsbnradio.com. Hey, this is Nick Michaels. Check out my weekly podcast, Trash Talk, on vsbnradio.com, featuring area athletes and coaches, local sports updates, and more. Available now where you listen to your podcasts. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is a medical service providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality of care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, they're currently hiring EMTs and paramedics. To find out more, give them a call at 419-522-2020. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872. And as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. 
Hey, this is Tyler Johnson. Join me tonight at 10 o'clock on VSPNRadio.com for my show, Intentional Grounding. I'll give you guys scores, updated standings, and preview next week's matchups tonight and every Friday night. At 10 o'clock, it's Intentional Grounding with Tyler Johnson on VSPNRadio.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. Hey, this is Kayla down on the sidelines. Be sure to visit our Facebook and Instagram pages for live updates during tonight's game. I will also be uploading highlight reels after the game for your Lexington Minutemen. Follow VSBN Radio on Instagram and Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network on Facebook. This is Cole Pauley, quarterback for the Minutemen, and you're listening to Lexington Football on VSBN Radio. Hammer down and go Lex. Back here at Lexington High School, getting set for week number one of high school football, and... uh, Right now, it's the most important week of football because uh, you want to get off to a good start and you're playing your biggest rival. And the Lexington Minutemen looking to pick up where they left off last year as they just beat Ontario about nine months ago at their place to end the 2020 season. So uh, maybe I, I don't know when the last time this happened, if it's ever happened, but Lexington uh, finished the season by beating Ontario and now they have a chance to open a season by beating Ontario. You don't get that chance very often, uh, but the Minutemen have that chance tonight. And we've got about two and a half minutes until kickoff. Uh, Nick, obviously you've got Cole Pauley coming back for his senior season to lead the way for the Lex offense, but they're going to kick off first. So what are you looking for here tonight from the Minutemen to get the win? Well, like Coach Gerhardt said in the preseason, they're going to run the football. I mean, you got three running backs and Carson Berry, Jordan Byrice, and Corbin Green that can carry the load for the Minutemen and make – uh, Cole Pauley's job a lot easier. So I imagine they're going to run the ball a lot and then try to open it up with play action. You got Kate Neichler coming back, uh, Baden Forp also in Hudson, all weapons on the outside that they can get the ball to in space and let them go. And Nick, both of these teams ready to go. Lexington's been standing out there for about five minutes with the kickoff team huddled up and ready. They even took the field a couple minutes ago and realized we still have a few minutes, so they came back over to the sideline, but Lexington has been ready to go, and even now we still have a minute and 30 seconds to go, and both teams are lined up out there, So, uh, but you can't kick off till the clock runs down, so we'll wait that out. When Lexington does finally kick the ball off, they're going to kick it as we see it from the left to the right as A.J. Young's going to kick it off. But like I said, he's still got about a minute here before the referee even starts approaching him with the football. Back deep to return for Ontario. Looks like they're going to have Chase Studer. And then, Nick, I can't see number 42. That's Grayson Ginn down there. And you might have to bear with us a little bit tonight. Lexington wearing those gray jerseys with the purple numbers. Not necessarily the easiest to see at all times, but we'll get used to them as the night goes on. As one of the referees bringing the ball up here to A.J. Young. We still got 35 seconds left until the game's about to start. But, uh, Nick, it was actually nice for many reasons, obviously, but uh, specifically that there was a big enough crowd to boo the Ontario Warriors when they took the field tonight. Uh, it was just uh, 
a nice sound to hear. Yeah, it's nice to have the students back in. Absolutely. Did not have that at all last year. As A.J. Young has the ball teed up, he's got his steps marked off. Still waiting on the whistle from the referee, though, as we still have seven seconds left. (laughs) So everybody's chomping at the bit to get going. Of course, Lexington only had one preseason scrimmage. That was a week ago tonight against Buckeye Valley. They only played one half. So they are surely ready to go. And they finally get the whistle. A.J. Young set to kick it off, and he'll kick it deep to Ginn, and it's going to go over his head and roll into the end zone for a touchback to start the season. And that's a good start for the Minutemen. Corey Durbin, Nick Lazier with you. And we couldn't be more excited to be here as Ontario will open up the 2021 season with the football at their own 20. Yard line, and they will be down off to our right, and they'll be heading towards the south end zone. As the Lex defense, of course, they're ready to take the field already. And they come out, and Ontario comes out as well. And they'll get things lined up here. Studer. And now already we've got a whistle. We haven't even played football yet, as they forgot to pick up the football that was just kicked off. They put the new football on the field, but they forgot to pick up the other one that was still laying in the end zone. So It's been a while. Referees are in uh, preseason form, it looks like. Hopefully that doesn't spill over into the game at all with, with some bad calls later, but we will see. Studer going to be in the shotgun by himself. It's almost like a wildcat off the, off the bat here for the Warriors, and Studer is going to take it. He's going to go off Oof. the right side, and he's stuffed right at the line of scrimmage by a couple of minute men. And it looked like Caden Eichler might have been the one there first over off the uh, the right edge. And a gain of zero, second and ten coming up as the Warriors come out here in the Wildcat. With Chase Studer, the 5'10", 170 sophomore. They're going to put him back there again, two split off to the right, one far over here to the left, second and ten. Studer takes a snap. He's going to run it right up the middle, and he's stuffed again. Maybe gained a yard, maybe two, depending on where they spot him. And that's going to set up third and long. It's going to be third and nine, a gain of one there by Studer. With just over 11 minutes to go in the first quarter. Yes, Lex defense ready to go right out the gate. Wildcat didn't really phase him. And even as much as Lexington did struggle to score at times last year, their defense was really fairly consistent. The problem was they were out on the field much more than uh, than the offense was. So we saw Lexington last year give up some points late in games just because I think their defense ran out of gas at times. But defense has been solid here for the Minutemen the last few years as Ontario's finally going to put a quarterback back there and they run out of time on the play clock as they're finally going to go back in the shotgun. And Peyton Dugan stepped in back there. But uh, evidently, going from the Wildcat to the shotgun, they lost track of time. Rocky start for these Warriors out the gate. So that'll be a five-yard penalty, obviously, and that'll set up third and 14. 10.35 to go first quarter. Ontario stuck right now deep in their own end. Dugan in the shotgun. He's got Studer on his right hip, takes the snap, fakes the give. He's going to throw out to the right flat, and... 
It's incomplete as it hit Trey King right in the numbers and he just dropped the ball. I guess that was just a little curl route there. It was more than just a, a pass out to the flat. He would have gotten a few yards had he caught that, but it hit him right in the numbers. And just dropped it, so that'll stop the clock as Jacob Timmer will come in for the Warriors to punt things away. And the Minutemen have two back. That's going to be Corbin Green split off to the right. Caden Eichler split off to the left. As Timmer takes the snap, and he gets the left-footed punt away. Corbin Green's going to catch it, and he's going to make a move to the 40. He's going to get to the 35-30. He's trying to get to the outside, down to the 25-yard line, a 15-yard return. And the Minutemen almost in the red zone here on their first offensive possession of the season. And they'll start things at the 25-yard line. So the defense definitely did its job. And then Corbin Green there with the awareness to, to catch the ball and run with it. And the Minutemen almost got a punt block there as Timmer yeah. took his time getting that one off. And it was a left-footed kick. So the Minutemen come out here. They've only got to go 25 yards for their first score of the season. Cole Pauley's going to be in the pistol. He's got one wide right, one wide left. Takes it, gives it. Carson Berry off the left side. He's going to get about four yards down to the 21-yard line. That'll set up second and six. So positive yardage on your first play from scrimmage on the year, Nick. And couldn't be a better start right now for the Minutemen all around. Yeah, I mean, you'll take four, five, six yards of pop every day. So the Minutemen come out now, second and six on the 21-yard line. Cole Pauley in the pistol again. Corbin Green right to his left, Carson Berry behind him. He's got a receiver out to the left, two receivers out to the left. Pauley sends a man in motion, takes the snap. They'll give Carson Berry off the left side. He's got some room out there. He's going to try to bounce it out towards the sideline, and he gets the first down down towards the 11-yard line is where they're going to mark him. A first down, minute men, and that's two carries for Carson Berry and a total of 14 yards already. Yeah, and that was a great lead block out there by Corbin Green to really kind of seal the edge and let Carson get around. And let's not forget Caden Berry set the all-time Lexington single-game rushing record two years ago in this matchup against Ontario right here. And almost 300 yards rushing. First and 10 from the 11, Minutemen driving early here. Cole Pauley in the pistol again. He's got two wide to the right, sends a man in motion. He's going to give it to Corbin Green up the middle, and Corbin's going to keep fighting. And he's going to get another five yards, it looks like. So it's going to be second down now for the Minutemen at the eight-yard line. They're going to send a receiver off to the right. I believe that's Carter Newman, but they've got the gray uniform, so... A little different than we're used to. Cole Pauley in the pistol again. Takes the snap. Gives Carson Berry off the left side. He's got room to run. He's going to run it right up the middle for a touchdown. And the Minutemen strike early here and take the lead. So Carson Berry on that first possession, Nick. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he had 22 yards on three carries and a touchdown. Yep, all off the left side too. Really riding that left side of the line. Had a great block. Carson saw the hole and took off. So the Minutemen with 8.53 to go in the first quarter. Strike first here at home. And A.J. Young comes on to attempt the extra point. 
Cole Polly will have holding duties this year again. As they're set, snap is back. It's a little bit low. Cole gets it down, and the kick is up, and it is good from A.J. Young, one of the best kickers in the area. He was at uh, some a lot of different camps over the summer all over the United States. I saw he went to, uh, I believe, Dallas was one of them. Yep. I think Las Vegas might have been one of them. Well, and what, one of them, he hit a 52-yarder. Yeah. So kid's definitely got the leg He's to do put it. in the work, too. That's yes. the main thing. I remember watching videos of him a couple years ago, even in his backyard, you know, sort of kicking over uh, the, the, the swing set down, the, down in the neighbor's yard. So it's paying off as that one, that extra point looked like it would have been good from <laughs> 45 yards. And uh, in high school, Nick, you know, you can never take those extra points for granted. Absolutely not. Especially no on, a, on a nice night like tonight, you got to have all of them because you just never know at the high school level. Ontario also uh, coming off of uh, a couple of years where they had one of their best kickers, Spencer Hall, uh, one of the best kickers in, in Ontario history, the booming leg. Quick drive there for the Minutemen, only four plays, a minute – Minute 30 seconds. Well, a big reason for that is they only had to go 25 yards total. Yep. As A.J. Young, who just kicked it off from here just a few minutes ago, will do it again. And they have the lead this time. The Minutemen up 7-0 with 8.53 to go in the first quarter. As deep to return for the Warriors is Studer. And Ginn over here on the near side catches it on the run. He's to the 20, into the middle of the field, 25-30. He's to the 35 and brought down at the 38-yard line. A good return there by Ginn. But to be honest, Nick, with the way the sun is glaring on the field, I didn't see where he caught it. He caught it right about the 10 on the run. So, so about a 28-yard return there for Ginn. And A.J. Young there with almost, I don't want to say it was a touchdown-saving tackle, but it was pretty close. He had room. And that was a gaping hole up the middle for the Warriors, and they'll start in much better field position than uh, the last time. They'll be out at their own 38-yard line to start this drive. On their first drive, they lost four yards. So right now the Ontario Warriors have negative yardage as they'll pitch it out to Studer, and he's going to get about five yards off the right side as Peyton Dugan took the snap on the shotgun there and just kind of shoveled it out to Studer. Yeah, it looks like there was a little read option in there. And a gain of five, second and five. Warriors at their own 44-yard line. And those first couple of plays, Nick, and the uh, Wildcat didn't go so well, and the Warriors look like they don't even want to touch that Wildcat formation right now. As Dugan's been in there running the offense ever since, and, Nick, every name I've said so far for the Warriors, I believe, has been a sophomore or younger. Yeah, only four seniors on this Warriors roster this year, so they lost a lot coming back. So the Warriors taking their time here. As for whatever reason, I didn't see Nick. Was there a reason for the stoppage? Not sure. The referees had the game pause there. I'm not sure why. But now the Warriors come out, second and five at their own 44. Going to be Dugan in the shotgun from his own 30. He's standing on his own 39. Takes the snap, whips it out here into the flat, and that one is going to be caught, but making a tackle there. Coming off the block was A.J. Young. He's all over the place, and the catch was made there by Trey King. 
But A.J. Young blew up the block on his guy so hard that he ran his own guy into the the ball carrier there, and King fell down as A.J. kind of tackled two Warriors on that play. Yeah. So they'll give him uh, forward progress of no gain there, so the Warriors have it third and five at their own 44. Dugan sends a man in motion, takes the snap. He'll fake the give to Studer. Now he's running around in the backfield, and he's going to get hit, and he reaches for the oh. first down after he somehow got out of the backfield, and I think they're going to mark him a half yard shy of the first down, Nick. Yeah, it looked like Baden Forb came a little hot off the edge and just kind of over-pursued, tried to make the play, almost did. But yeah, and they had Dugan, Dugan stuck back there, but somehow got up the middle there and got near the first down, but it's going to be fourth and a about a yard, a little less than a yard, but. The Warriors are going to go for it. They send five wide. Dugan's in the shotgun. From their own 48-yard line, it's fourth and one. They try to draw him off sides there. Lexi did a good job staying home. Dugan now looks over, gets a new play call, and I think they're just trying to draw him, and they are going to take a timeout, and most likely, don't put it past them to fake it here, but most likely, Going to punt it after they come out of this timeout. So the Warriors did gain some yardage on that drive, but still unable to get a first down. Well, and then that was great discipline from the Minutemen to stay home not once but twice because you knew Ontario was going to try and either go right off the gate, go off right off the gate, or try and let them to draw. But Lex did a good job staying home. So we've got 6.42 to go in the first quarter here at Lexington High School. The Minutemen with an early 7-0 lead coming off the legs of Carson Berry. Minutemen have only had the football once, and they went 25 yards and got a touchdown. Carson Berry with 22 of those yards. Looking for a, a big senior season. Carson dealt with some injuries last year, and I'm sure it wasn't uh, wasn't the most fun year for the young man. It's never fun dealing with injuries and never really getting a rhythm. But he's had some big moments over his career, and if he can stay healthy this year, I think he'll have uh, he'll have a pretty big year. Especially when the Minutemen are playing with a lead like this. I mean, you're just going to keep giving it to him. So. Carson has a chance here to rack up some serious yardage as long as the Lexington defense continues looking like this. A measure, and they're going to measure now. After Ontario took the timeout, well, now they're going to come out and measure. Which I don't really understand because they why wouldn't they have measured before? Sides. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure why they wouldn't have measured before unless they moved. The, it looks like they moved the football up a little bit, Nick. It was laying on the 48-yard no, line, and now short. it's halfway between yeah. the 48 and the 49. That is not where the football was before the timeout. Gained yardage on the on the timeout, I guess. Huh. I'll bet what ha – I'm not sure if they reset the football, Nick. I think maybe the center just kind of left it there. Yeah, and they just marked it where he left it. Either way, I know that is not where the football was originally when they were trying to get the Minutemen to jump offside. But either way, it's still fourth down even after they measured it. Timmer is going to take the snap, and he'll get another left-footed punt away. This one's much better than the first one, but Caden Eichler is going to have a chance here to return it, and he's not going to get very far as he's hit immediately and brought down by a couple of Warriors. And 
Now we're going to have, I believe, a taunting penalty on somebody. It's either going to be on Caden Eichler or the Warriors. I don't know who. And it's going to be – the flag was thrown at the 5, but the penalty is going to be marked from about the 10, which is where Caden was brought down. I'm not sure, though, if he threw that. It looked like Studer made the hit down there. This flag's going to either be on Studer or Caden Eichler because Studer had a nice hit down yeah. there for the Warriors, yeah. but somebody said something afterwards, and I'm not sure who they – well, I'm sure a lot of people were saying a lot of things, but – So it is going to be a personal foul on Caden Eichler. So he did not like the tackle that was made, evidently, by Studer. What, what bothers me, though, Nick, is I don't think Caden wasn't visibly doing anything. He must have said something, but Studer was visibly. It looked like, to me at least, Kind of in the face of Caden after that tackle, but Absolutely. they get they get Eichler, and that'll make it uh, first down and ten from the five yard line for the Minutemen. As on first and ten, they give it to Corbin Green. He's going to go up the middle, and he'll get those penalty yards back and more. And he'll actually get almost a first down. Yeah, he actually got out to the fourteen yard line, which is an eight yard gain. He'll take that on first down, get you out of the hole. Absolutely. Second and two. Minutemen going to have the ball at their own 14-yard line. As Cole Pauly will bring the offense out. Caden Eichler splits far out to the right side. Pauly going to be in the pistol here. Corbin Green on his left hip. Carson Berry right behind him. Second and two. Pauly takes the snap, gives Carson up the middle. He's dancing around. He's dancing enough to get the first down. And I think it's going to be a gain of three by the time it's all said and done, Nick. And a first down Minutemen. And, Nick, uh, I don't believe the Minutemen have faced a third down yet. Not yet. They managed to get a first down on their first drive and then a touchdown immediately after. And now here on their second drive, they get a first down in two plays and Staying ahead of the chains, which is not something they did a ton of last year. They struggled to do that. They got behind the chains quite a bit. This year, managing to get that push up front and stay out in front of the chains. As it's first down and 10 for the Minutemen from their own 17-yard line. Cole Pauly takes the snap. He'll give Carson Berry off the left side. Gets a nice block. He's going to get out to the 20 and out towards the 25, but he's brought down. It looked like he had a lot more space for a second there, and then one of the Warriors, I didn't see who it was. I think it might have been uh, Braylon Boone got over there and made the hit. Man, how, talk about a lead block, though, from Corbin Green out there just leading the way. That was a very again. good block, and that's when I thought it might spring Carson out there for a major gain. Still a nice gain on first down, but that could have been a lot worse. But the Warriors pursued that one well. And it's going to be second and four. Minutemen at their own 23-yard line. Cole Pauly in the pistol again. It's been exclusive pistol so far here for the Minutemen. He sends a man in motion. It's Caden Eichler. Excuse me, no, that's uh, Newman. And they'll give it to Corbin Green, who's up the middle. He's to the 50. He's to the 40, 30, and nobody's within 15 yards of him. It's going to be a touchdown, Minutemen. Corbin Green makes it 13-0. to 
A 77-yard touchdown run. Corbin Green is in the scorebooks in 2021. I mean, it wasn't anything special. Just a little fullback dive. And then he, Corbin just cut it right up the middle. And it was gone. And he had a gaping hole oh. to begin with, but the way he was running, he yeah. beat everybody by 15 yards down the field. And the Minutemen extend the lead here with 5.14 to go. Extra point. Snap is back. Much better than the first one. And the hold is good. And the kick is good. And the Minutemen lead it 14-0. We'll get Nick's thoughts here in just a moment when we come back on BSBNRadio.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at BP Electric of OH. Com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt, and you're listening to Minuteman Football on FearTheVillage.com. And I'm sure Coach Gerhardt is in a very good mood with the way his Lexington Minutemen have begun the 2021 season here. They've had the ball twice. They've scored two touchdowns all on the ground. They haven't even thrown the ball once. And on defense... They've been out there twice and haven't given up a first down yet. Uh, you literally could not <laughs> yeah. even think of a better start for the Minutemen. And, I mean, that was a 95-yard drive. Well, 77 on the one play, but still started deep in their own territory. Yeah, started at the five-yard line I and mean, got, out of the, got out of their own end zone on the first play of the drive there a little bit with a Corbin Green run. And Corbin Green ended up finishing the drive as well. So Corbin with 85 yards on that drive alone. And it looked like Carson was going to get the big yardage tonight. And all of a sudden, Corbin Green now is the leading rusher by a long shot. And like Nick said, he did most of it on one play there. So with 5.14 to go, first quarter, Minutemen up 14-0. A.J. Young getting the ball set up on the tee once again. This will be his third kick of the night off the tee. And... At this rate, his leg's going to get tired. <laughs> Warriors will send Ginn and Studer back. They both stand at about their own five-yard line. A.J. Young did have a touchback on the first kick. Second kick wasn't nearly as deep. He'll run up, and he'll boot this one. And this one's much higher than the first two, but still a short kick from the 10. Ginn drops it. He's got to pick it up at about the 15, and he fumbles, and the minute men are on it as Ginn didn't handle it cleanly, then picked it up and fumbled it again. Minute men have the football at the 12-yard line. And, Nick, I, we just talked about how you could not write a better start to the season, and somehow it gets better. I so mean, the Minutemen now just have to go 12 more yards for another touchdown. Couldn't ask for better field position, that's for sure. My, oh, my. And this is exactly how the Warriors ended the season last year. Or, excuse me, uh, the, the Minutemen ended the season last year against the Warriors. And the Minutemen have not slowed down since that cold November night. Oh, it's brutal. 
So first and 10 from the 12-yard line. Actually, they'll mark it at the 13. Cole Pauley sends a man in motion. He'll give it. Carson Berry off the left side, stumbles in the backfield over his own foot. We do have a flag in the – I wouldn't necessarily say that's the secondary, Nick, but it, it was definitely not a flag on the line of scrimmage. It was back towards the Ontario linebackers. And, yep, we're going to have a hold. So it was a hold. One of the Minutemen linemen must have got – moving there towards the secondary and committed the hold and we'll see who it was on oh wow they're, and they're spotting it from where the ball wow so they let the play occur and they added the hold to the end of the play so it's going to be so it's going to be first and 25 for the Minutemen. And now they'll go into the more traditional pistol with one back in the backfield. They send two to the right, one to the left. Cole Pauley in the pistol from the 29, takes a low snap, bobbles it, has to pick it up. He's running, and he's going to get outside towards the – wow, got back to the line of scrimmage somehow as he kind of tumbled forward there as he was tackled. But – Cole just couldn't handle that snap there. It was a little bit low, and then he must have picked his eyes up before he caught it and kind of fumbled it around there for a minute. Did get back near the line of scrimmage. Looks like they're actually going to mark him back at the 30. So he lost a yard, second down and 25 for the Minutemen now at the 30-yard line. And... We'll see what the Minutemen do. This is really the first adversity they've seen tonight. And they're still in pretty good field position, even after having the ball second and 25. Cole Pauley rolls out, and he's going to be hit hard back here at the 39-yard line on the sideline as he was trying to get away from the Warriors. But Braylon Boone just chased him down on the sideline right here in front of the Lexington bench. And the Minutemen go backwards again. Back to the 39 now, and that's going to set up third down, and that's going to be third and 34. You definitely got to pick up some yards here, at least get back to Well, if you 30, get to the 20, 25, yeah. you're definitely in A.J. Young field goal Absolutely. range. Now, here's the one thing that I could see where playing that scrimmage in the rain last week may hurt you is the field's pretty tore up where A.J. would be kicking the field goal. As Cole Pauley takes the pistol snap, he's back to pass. He's looking deep in the end zone. He's got Newman, but he overshoots him down at about the two-yard line. It looked like he had him, too. Newman had a step. And that'll set up fourth and 34, needless to say. The Minutemen will punt here because uh, as much faith as I have in A.J. Young, this would be a 56-yard field goal. I don't think they're going to do that, so... Try to punt, pin the Warriors deep, and get the football back. And, Nick, you like to see scores when you get turnovers, but that was a free possession. So, right. really here, if you can pin the Warriors deep, no damage done. Minutemen do have the lead 14-0 with 3.20 to go first quarter. A.J. Young will stand on his own 49-yard line. And we're going to have either a timeout or, yep, they'll take a timeout to avoid a delay of game. The Minutemen 
They'll burn their first time out with 3.20 to go, and we'll take one with them. As the Minutemen lead it 14-0, when they come back, we'll have an A.J. Young punt on vsbnradio.com. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is a medical service providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality of care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, they're currently hiring EMTs and paramedics. To find out more, give them a call at 419-522-2020. This is former Minuteman Nick Lazier, class of 2014, and you're listening to Lexington Football on fearthevillage.com. So both sides back on the field after the timeout. Minutemen have it fourth and 34 on their own 39-yard line. A.J. Young is going to punt this ball away, standing back at his own 48. As the Warriors now have two new returners for the punt back. As A.J. Young drops the snap, and he's fumbling it around, and he fumbles the snap. And Lexington's going to pick it up. It's... Hudson Moore, but I think he was on the ground when he picked it up, and that's a major loss there on that punt. Well, it was really the punt snap. The punt never got away, and by the time it was all said and done, the Warriors are going to have the ball at the Lexington 38-yard line. And these snaps, man, they've been pretty low. They've been pretty low the, the whole first quarter here. So, I mean, on the PATs, even the shotgun snaps, so... Something's got to get a little bit better there. 3-11 to go first quarter. Minutemen still holding a 14-0 lead, but now they're going to have to stay strong on defense here and get the ball back to the offense. As the Warriors bring out a shotgun here, Dugan going to be in the shotgun with three wide to the left, one wide to the right. Dugan takes the snap. He's going to fling it out here, and it's going to be a double pass and a fumble, and the Minutemen are going to get the football back. Oh, my. As it was a pass out into the flat. Yeah, it looks like they were trying to set up that double pass. But the receiver for Ontario on the outside slipped on the release. And they had nowhere to throw it. And the pass was out here in the flat to Colton Ramian. And he just got absolutely blindsided. And Nick, I didn't see who I, made the hit. I didn't see either. But I saw it coming from a mile away. I, I didn't catch a number, but that was... A vicious Ugh. hit. And get the ball right back. So the Minutemen do get the uh, turnover back there. And they'll have the ball on their own 42-yard line as the referee is making sure that the chains are lined up on the right yard line over there. And wouldn't you know it, Derek Lazier has a hand in that. Right in the middle. As he was off by a yard, setting up the chains. So, first and ten minute men. Cole Pauly back into the pistol. One wide receiver off to the left. Takes the snap, gives Carson Berry. He's going to get up the middle, throw a hole, and almost breaks an ankle tackle. As he gets about five, maybe six yards there, and he was an ankle tackle away from being into the secondary. But the Minutemen continue moving the football on offense. We'll just go ahead and forget about that last drive, Nick. And, uh, it didn't exist. Staying ahead of the chains on this drive already. As it's second and five from the 47-yard line now. Cole Pauling in the pistol. 
Takes the snap, gives Carson Berry up the middle. Now he's going to come out to the right side. He's to the 45-40. He's going to turn on the Jets. He's to the 20. He's to the 10. And he's going to go all the way. Touchdown, Minutemen. As Carson Berry got around the edge and just outran everybody. And the Minutemen now lead it 20-0. Add some more yardage to Carson Berry's total. Well, now originally the play was going to the left, and Carson saw the cutback cut all the way back across the field. There was only one corner on this far side, and Carson just ran right at him, right around him. And officially, that's going to be a 53-yard touchdown run for Carson Berry. So he's nearing 100 yards if he's not there already. Nick will have to update you on that in just a minute. But A.J. Young on to attempt another extra point. Snap is back. This one's a good one. And this kick is good. And it is still flying through the uprights. So the Minutemen with 2.20 to go in the first quarter. Already with a 21 to nothing lead. And dare I say it, Nick, will we see a running clock in the first half tonight? At this rate, it looks like we might because the Warriors cannot do anything right on offense, and the Minutemen really can't do much wrong. They had that one drive there that was just, just kind of started off on a, on a bad note with the penalty, and they yeah. just couldn't recover from it. But other than that, they have just moved the football. They still haven't thrown a pass yet. They've tried. Well, they <laughs> did throw an incomplete right. one pass. It was incomplete. You're right, Nick. I forgot about that. They've still not completed a pass. But right now, it's not even the end of the first quarter, and Corbin Green has three rushes for 91 yards and a touchdown. Carson Berry has eight rushes for 82 yards and two touchdowns. So A.J. Young, as the minute minute, it took him a minute to get the tee out there. But A.J. Young has the football now, and he's getting it set up on the tee at the 40-yard line. And for the fourth time this quarter, A.J. Young will kick it deep, and he'll kick it left to right as we see it. Nick, we haven't even switched ends yet. Nope. This first quarter has been going on forever, seemingly, as the kick is away. This one's a pretty decent kick. Down to the 8. Studer will return it. He's up to the 15, to the 20. He's to the 22, and he's wrapped up by a bunch of Minutemen. And we're going to have a flag way back here on the kick coverage. As Nick Jamari and Fagan, I don't know if they're going to call a hold on the Warriors, but... Fagan was laying on his back with a warrior on top of him. That's not the first time I've seen that tonight, mm -hmm. and I'm not exactly sure that's what they called specifically. But that is definitely not the first time I've seen that situation tonight. And we'll see here in just a second what the penalty is. Well, Coach Gerhardt's on the field. It almost look, looks like he's arguing against whatever the call is going to be. And it was on the receiving team. Okay. And it was on Colton Ramian, who was all over Jamarian Fagan. So we were right about that, Nick. Just got the call wrong. But that'll set the Warriors back all the way to their 11-yard line to start this drive. So unfortunately for the Warriors, this is not unfamiliar territory tonight. They're going to start from their own 11. 
As Dugan's going to be in the shotgun, standing on his own six, takes the snap. He'll give. Studer coming off the left side, gets a little bit of a hole and gets out to the 16-yard line. Gain of about five there for the Warriors. Second and five coming up. As we're under two minutes finally here to go in the first quarter. In real time, Nick, this first quarter has been going on for 35 minutes. We've still got at least a couple left. As Dugan brings out the offense, one wide receiver split off to the left, one to the right. Dugan in the shotgun takes the snap, another give to Studer up the middle, and the Minutemen this time get him after a gain of just one, maybe two, and that's going to set up another third down for the Warriors. And they have not gotten a first down tonight yet. At least on offense. Their defense did have a fumble recovery just a few minutes ago, but offense fumbled on the very next play for the Warriors. So still looking for their first first down of the night as they'll send three wide receivers to the right, one to the left. Dugan in the shotgun, Studer on his left hip, takes the snap, back to pass. He's looking, Studer, a short little pass, and he slips and falls down. Back at the 16-yard line, that's actually going to be a loss of one or two, Nick. As Studer just lost his footing there. And then big Matthew Dwyer was there to clean it up. Making sure Studer went all the way down, and the Warriors going to send out the punt team again. With 33 seconds left, they will have to snap the ball here, though, because there's only 15 on the play clock. As Timmer again, the big lefty back there. 6-1-2-30 as your punter. As he takes a little bit of a high snap Ooh. and almost a block there by Hudson Moore. Punt is away. Corbin Green will take it at the 50. He's to the 45, breaks a tackle. He's to the 40, up the sideline to the 35, runs over a defender. And a great return by Corbin Green as he's forced out by the Warriors. Oh, my. But not until he had already returned the ball for about 16 yards. And the Minutemen going to have another drive here with great starting field position. And when Corbin gets that ball, that's a freight train coming at you, too. When he made oh. one guy, he stiff-armed a guy. But he caught the ball and made the initial guy miss, and then once he gets that head of steam going, it's it's a wrap. Mm -hmm. So they're actually going to give him the 32-yard line on that. So an 18-yard punt return for Corbin Green. Minutemen have great starting field position at the Warriors 32. They'll go in that single back pistol. Cole Pauly back there with Carson Berry right behind him, two to the left, one to the right. Pauly takes the snap, and we might have an encroachment here on the Warriors. As the Warriors' defensive line kind of did one of those little shifts, and maybe in the midst of the shift, one of them went across the line of scrimmage. So that'll be a five-yard penalty, and it'll make it first and five for the Minutemen as they have the ball at the Warrior 27 now. First and first and five. So a short field here. Just five seconds left to go in the quarter. Cole Pauly in the pistol. Two to the left, one to the right. Takes the snap. Gives Carson Berry. He's going to go up the middle, and this time he's going to be stuffed. And he's still fighting, but he's not going to get any extra yardage. They're going to give him forward progress to the one. And that will be the end of the first quarter. Seems like I should be saying that's the end of the first half, Nick. Yeah. That's just the end of the first quarter. 
So try to stay with us. We might be going deep into the night here, unless, of course, there's a running clock. But after one, the Minutemen with a 21-0 lead in the backyard brawl over the Ontario Warriors. And we'll have the second quarter action when we come back on fearthevillage.com. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872. And as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. This is Cole Pauley, quarterback for the Minutemen, and you're listening to Lexington Football on VSBN Radio. Hammer down and go Lex. 21-0 here at Lexington High School. The Minutemen all over the Warriors early on here, and Nick kind of has a – this is about to be the simplest uh, – <laughs> sort of game recap you could have because there's just been I mean, really not, one thing happening. Yeah. I mean, the Minutemen have 164 yards of offense, all of those on the ground. And here's the big one. Ontario with only 15 yards of total offense in that first quarter. So that Minutemen defense is very stingy coming out. I mean, they're shutting down the run game. They're hitting. They're wrapping up. I mean, these kids really came to play. So really, it's uh, Lexington running the ball and stopping the Warriors defensively. It's a simple game plan, but tonight it's been very effective. And the Minutemen with a 21-0 lead as we start the second quarter here. Cole Pauly going to be in the pistol with a back on his right hip. I believe that's Jordan Byrice. He's got Carson Berry behind him. Now he's going to hand off on a little end around here to Carter Newman, who breaks a couple tackles, and he fumbles it, but the ball goes out of bounds down at the 15. And they'll mark him at the 14. That's still going to be good enough for a first down, Nick. So Carter Newman with a little end around there as he came in motion, got the handoff and took off yeah, and towards the, the near sideline. And the Minutemen have been setting that up. Just con They brought him across in motion a couple times, and they finally gave it to him. So the Minutemen now with another first down to their name, and they'll be all the way down at the Warriors' 14-yard line in the red zone once again. Cole Pauley sends Newman out to the left. Eichler far way out there to the right. Pauley in the pistol. Carson Berry behind him. He's going to take the snap from his own 14-yard line. He's going to throw it out in the right flat to Caden Eichler, who catches down near the 11-yard line. And the first completed pass of the season for Cole Pauley, and it's a gain of four. I'll actually make that three, second and seven coming up. And uh, Kate Eichler, a very good weapon out there on the edge. Well, now here you have Baden Forup, plays basketball. Red zone is should be his bread and butter. Look for a pop pass yep. over the middle. And I Baden mean, just came onto the field. They've been setting up the play action here by just running the ball. So Briar Miller's going to be right on the left hip of Cole Pauley, who's in the pistol here from the 11-yard line. One wide receiver to each side, and we're going to have a false start on the Minutemen. So that'll be a five-yard penalty, and it'll make it second and 12 coming up for the Minutemen from their own 15-yard line. And we'll make it second and 11. According to the chains, it's going to be second and 11. According to the scoreboard, it should be second and 12. So, 
Hudson Moore now comes back on for Baden Forup. Poor Baden didn't even get to run the play there. There was a penalty, and now he's got to come back off. So it will be second and 12 officially as Cole Pauley gets the offense lined up. Miller going to be on his right hip again. Carson Berry in the backfield. Pauley takes the snap. He's going to immediately have to run to his right. He's looking down the field. He's going to try to get it to, I think it's maybe Hudson Moore over there. I can't tell what number that is. With these gray jerseys and purple numbers, I couldn't tell who that was, and it was Hudson Moore. But the pass was broken up, and that'll set up third and 12. So third and 12. Minutemen have the football at their own 16-yard line. Pistol again. Carter Newman split way out here to the left. Eichler off to the right. Cole Pauley takes the pistol snap. He's back to pass. He's going to be wrapped up and sacked almost immediately as the Warriors just brought the house there, and Cole really didn't have much time. But you may be in field goal range here, and this is the good end, the end that they didn't tear up too much last week at the scrimmage. So we'll see if they try a field goal here. This is certainly within A.J. Young's range, and he's bringing out the tee. So this will be the first attempt for A.J. on the year. A.J. Young into attempt the field goal. Nick, I don't know why this stat is escaping, is eluding my memory, but A.J. is, is he perfect on extra points in I, his career? I believe or he did is. did he miss one last year? Uh, if he did, it might have been only one. Either way, this is going to be a 40-yard field goal from the right hash, and it is good for A.J. Young. And that one was really good. Right down the middle with plenty of room to go. So a great kick there by A.J. Young, who's been making tackles and had tons of kickoffs. And now a field goal to his name. He extends the Minutemen lead. 24-0 now, Minutemen here at home against the Warriors. And I mean, 40 yards, that, that's not a chip shot. I mean, and that had that was that could have been good from 45 easily. Easy, yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're really lucky to have A.J. on this squad and how well he kicks, and it's just yeah, it's crazy. And that, that's going to be definitely a weapon later in the year, and you never know when it could come down to a field goal yeah. any given week. So it's nice to see him get out there and hit the first one of the year, and Minutemen rolling right along here. They add to their lead. With 10.06 to go in the second quarter, Minutemen up 24-0. So A.J. Young will line the football up at the 40-yard line. This time, though, he's going to kick from right to left for the first time tonight as we see it. As we're standing literally on the 50-yard line up here in the press box. A.J. marking off his steps here as he gets ready to run up and boot the ball down the field. Warriors with Ginn and Studer back again. Actually, no, the Warriors switched their return man over there. And it doesn't matter anyways because it's going to go over his head and through the end zone for another touchback for A.J. Young. And it was Drew Yetter back there to return that kick for the Warriors. Well, like I said, it went right over his head. 
So the Warriors, again, will start with the football at their own 20-yard line. On a beautiful night, Thursday night football here in August. And for us anyway, Nick, it's going quite well. Yeah. Minutemen with a 24 to nothing lead, although I will say it's a bit hot up here in the press box. It's a little toasty. Dugan takes the shotgun snap, and the Warriors will get things underway. A nice one-handed catch by Studer, and he's going to get out for the first first down for the Warriors tonight. A 12-yard gain as he made a one-handed catch as he came out of the backfield there on that first down shotgun play. And Studer. Not only picks up the first down, but that's the biggest play from scrimmage for the Warriors so far tonight, a 12-yard pass play. So first and 10, Warriors at their own 32-yard line, just under 10 minutes to go, second quarter. Dugan trying to get the three-wide receiver bunch lined up over there far to the left. He's in the shotgun. Dugan takes the snap. He will fake the give. He's going to run up the middle, but he's grabbed in the backfield and brought down by about four or five minute men. But the first one in there to make the hit and make the tackle was Matthew Dwyer. Only a gain of only a loss of one there. Well, he must have uh, must have stuck the football out there and got some <laughs> forward progress. I guess. Either way, a loss of yardage there in the Minutemen. Playing ahead of the chains defensively yet again. The Warriors now second and 11. With the ball on their own 31-yard line, Dugan in the shotgun again, takes the snap. He's getting rushed. He gets the pass out of there, and the Minutemen almost pick it off Corbin Green. Just couldn't hang on as he kind of stuck his right hand out there to try to grab the football, and he kind of bobbled it and couldn't snag it. But great coverage there as the pass was tipped. Didn't see who tipped it, though, Nick. But Corbin Green was the one who ultimately had the chance to pick it off. He's right in position. An incomplete pass makes it third and 11. Warriors come out. Three wide receivers to the left, one to the right. Dugan in the shotgun again. One back on his left hip. He takes the snap. He's going to roll left, and he's bottled up immediately and brought down in the backfield. Minutemen get in there. And it was Jordan Byrice. As I think that was a designed rollout there, Nick, but the Minutemen just blew that up from the start, and Byrice got in there before Dugan could even really do anything. He couldn't tuck it and run. He couldn't throw it away. It was just snapped the ball and got hit. So it's fourth down now yet again for the Warriors, fourth and 17. It's going to be Corbin Green uh, back to the left to receive for the Minutemen. Cade Nykler back to the right. Both stand at about the 45-yard line. Timmer gets the left-footed punt away. It's a high one, but a short one. It's going to bounce, and it's going to continue bouncing, and the Minutemen are going to get away from it and let the Warriors touch it down near the 39-yard line. So the Minutemen will take over. Minutemen take over first and 10 from their own 42-yard line. Excuse me, I got the yard line wrong there. The 42, not the 39. Well, initially I thought they were going to mark it at the 44, but I was just off by five yards. But now they're actually going to move the ball back to the 42. So first and 10 minute men, still great field position, though. You're right near midfield. He got a 24 to nothing lead. I wouldn't expect them to do anything more than just continue running the football here because you really have nothing to lose as long as you don't fumble it. Anything you can do to run the clock is a win here. 
And we're not even midway through the second quarter. Carter Newman split way out here to the left. Cade Neichler off to the right. Cole Pauly in the pistol again. Takes the snap. He'll give. And I can't see what number that is, but it's going to be a gain of seven. And I think that was Jordan Byrice. And that was Byrice, his first carry of the night, and it's going to be a gain of about seven. Out to the 49-yard line as Baden Forup will come off the field, and Hudson Moore runs back on. I just love the way Jordan Byrice runs. Undersized, but he just keeps his feet going, and he just finds a way to get positive yardage. So second and three by Rice again in the backfield, right behind Cole Polly, who's in the pistol with one wide receiver to each side. From the 49-yard line, Polly takes the snap, gives by Rice again. He's going to cut back, and he's still fighting as he was hit at the line of scrimmage. Still going to get a yard out to the 50. For a second there, Nick, I thought by Rice was going to come off that left side. And it just never materialized as a warrior is down, but he'll get up now slowly. That's going to be... John Mounts, and he'll have to come off the field because technically the referees did blow the whistle. So he'll have to walk off. I'm not sure he was going to be able to stay out there anyways. He, he's not limping. Might have took a shot in the back or maybe the shoulder it looks like as he's kind of hunched over. We'll keep an eye on that. It's going to be third and two now for the Minutemen right at midfield. As they'll send Carter Newman out to the left again. Cade Neichler off to the right. Cole Pauly in the pistol. Byrice right behind him. He'll take the snap. Give. Byrice stumbles in the backfield and kind of trips and falls down there. As some players have had some issues with footing out there tonight, Nick, and I'm not really – it could be because of the conditions from last week, but – it's certainly not wet tonight, so I just, kids are slipping all over the place. But I, I honestly just feel like because a lot of it, it's just dirt. There's not really any grass for the cleats to catch on to. It's just they're just slipping on the dirt, I think. So the Minutemen actually end up losing a yard there, and they're going to have to punt this ball away. A.J. Young stands back at his own 38-yard line. Nick's saying watch for the fake, and we'll see here. I'll actually snap it from the 49. Corbin Green goes in motion, and what do we have? Delay of game. A delay of game. <laughs> delay of game. Offense. Number nine. <laughs> I think they were setting up the fake. I truly believe that. So that'll set up fourth and eight. As it seems like the Warriors have a different return man out there for every occasion. Trey King is back for the Warriors as well as Craig Powers. And A.J. Young will now take the snap from his own 33. It's a good snap. He's rolling to the right, but as he goes to punt the ball away, he drops the ball, picks it back up, punts it away. It's a short punt, and it's going to go out on the sideline over there, and they'll mark it. Wow, they're going to give him a tremendous spot back at the 29-yard <laughs> line. Oh, now they're walking it off. And uh, he's still walking. The referee's still no. walking. And they're going to mark it at the 40. So after all of that, it's going to be a 16-yard punt. But, again, that, was, that one was a great snap. And that time, A.J. Young just kind of lost the ball and dropped it. And by the time he picked it back up, he was being rushed. So he had to kind of just get it, out of there, uh, get it out of there any way he could. Yeah, I think they had him set up to do a little rollout rugby-style kick. And he just, like you said, just lost the ball. 
So, first and ten for the Warriors as they're going to do a little trickery here on their first play from scrimmage on this drive. They'll get no yardage there as they kind of sent a couple of men in motion, faked a couple of handoffs, and didn't go anywhere. And there's going to be a penalty on top of it as I believe getting that carry, Nick, was that uh, Colton Ramian again, number three? Yep. It was. And the, and the referee in the far back chucked his flag about 20 yards. Well, they're going to call it chop block. So, as if the Warriors' night couldn't get any worse, they finally get good field position to start a drive, and now they're going to have a 15-yard uh, penalty. And it was a block below the waist, as Nick said. So, Warriors now will have it first and 25, and that's going to send them all the way back to their 25-yard line. Got to get to the 50 for a first down. Just can't seem to catch a break here in this first half. 5.58 to go, second quarter, Minutemen up 24-0. As Dugan's going to have two wide receivers to each side. Studer on his left hip, takes the shotgun snap, flings it out to the flat here on the near side, and the ball is short of the receiver and incomplete as Trey King was trying to get out there to it, but that ball just didn't come out cleanly from, uh, from Dugan. And that's an extremely hard throw. Throwing a five-yard out all the way from the opposite hash to kind of get it across, I mean, that's a tough throw. So that'll set up second and 25 for the uh, Warriors at their own 25-yard line with 5.46 to go in the second quarter. Dugan in the shotgun sends a man in motion immediately. As soon as they lined up, he was already motioning people. Takes the shotgun snap, back to pass. He's going to run, and the minute men are going to get him before he can get back to the line of scrimmage. And that one, I believe, was Braden Mumaw. No, that was Aiden Nickel. Yeah, they tried, to set up the, they tried to set up the double move on the top side. He just got the pump fake off, but didn't have enough time to throw it deep. So now it'll be third and 26 for the Warriors back at their 24-yard line. Peyton Dugan in the shotgun, sends a man in motion. He'll take the shotgun snap back to pass. They'll set up a screen play for Studer. He's to the 25, to the 30, and he's going to trip over his own man out there. That was Braxton Hall trying to make a block, but he slipped and fell down, and Studer tripped over him. So that'll get out to the 30-yard line, which... Wasn't that the original line of scrimmage that they had? Well, the original was the 40, so they're not even oh, close yeah. to the original line of scrimmage. It's going to be fourth and 20. And again, Jacob Timmer has to come on to punt. So back to receive. Corbin Green split off to the left. Cade Eichler off to the right. Both of them standing at about the 41-yard line. Timmer gets the punt away. This one's a good one. But Corbin Green's going to return it from his own 38. He's going to get to about the 43, but a flag is down. And actually, the referee threw his little uh, his little marker, so evidently on the tackle there, Corbin Green might have let the ball kind of get away from him, but no damage done. He did get the ball back, but there was a flag. Okay, but what about the uh, – unless he threw – oh, he threw the marker to mark yeah. where Corbin started the return from, but then he threw another one because of 
Berman must have, like I said, he must have let the ball get away from him there. So there was no flag on the play, but the referees are taking a water break here now, they just announced. So Nick's going to get some water himself, apparently. 4.15 to go. Second quarter, Minutemen lead at 24-0, and when they do come out of this timeout, they'll have it first and 10 at their own 43-yard line. And just again, Nick, over and over again tonight, the Minutemen have had tremendous starting field position, and they've taken advantage. Still, though, have not been able to uh, get that lead up to running clock territory. Yep. A touchdown here would do that, though. Well, it looks like down here, A.J. Young getting some work done on his calf. Look, he's starting to cramp up a little bit. I mean, this heat, when you're down there playing both sides of the football, it's, it's not a joke. Absolutely. It's not a joke up here tonight yeah. either with no air yeah. conditioning and absolutely no breeze flowing through here. Cole Pauly in the pistol. He'll bring the Minutemen offense out. Takes the snap from the 43-yard line. He's back to pass. He's got a man down the far sideline. It's Carter Newman. He hit him in stride to the 10-5 touchdown, Minutemen. A great pass from Cole Pauly, 57 yards, and the Minutemen extend the lead now to 30 points here in the second quarter. And that was a beauty. Yeah. I mean, Carter Newman just ran past everybody, and Cole hit him right in stride, had time to get rid of it, and that was and Nick, pretty. that was a great time to call that as yes. well. You're coming off of a change of possession out of the timeout. Yep. You haven't really passed at all tonight. And uh, the Minutemen definitely caught the Warriors sleeping there. And, Nick, after this uh, ensuing kickoff, we will have a running clock for – at least the moment. A.J. Young, though, has to attempt this extra point first. He's perfect on the night. And this snap is good. This extra point is also good as he kicks it all the way to the track out there in the south end, end zone. Excuse me. And A.J. Young, four for four on the night. And he has a field goal to his name. So A.J.'s got seven points of his own. A couple touchbacks as well. Couple touchbacks, couple tackles even. Playing defensive back. And Carter Newman kind of showing his speed there once he caught the ball too. The uh, Ontario defender was a couple lengths away and Carter just kind of turned it on. So, Nick, how many uh, passing yards does that give us for Cole Pauly? He hasn't even thrown, what, four passes tonight. Yeah. Let me see here. He did complete one to uh, Caden Eichler earlier. As Nick trying to, to load the stats up here. Yeah, Cole Pauly, two for four, 60 yards and a touchdown. Hey, 50%. Well, if you're only, <laughs> only going to throw the ball four times, those are not bad stats. <laughs> as the Minutemen lead it 31-0. to zero. A.J. Young gets the ball up on the tee once again. On the 40-yard line, he'll kick it right to left towards that south end zone. And back deep to return for the Warriors. 
can't tell who that is on the far side over there, Nick. But it's going to come to the near side anyways. And the Minutemen might get on this as it was a short kick. And Ooh, I think. I think Ontario's going to get it, but it's close. Warriors did get it. Oh, Down man, at the 22 oh, as it was just a, a short pooch kick and almost a designed long onside kick. Yeah. Oh, that was close. I, I'm not sure who the first one down there was. And that was very close as I think it was. Was that 32 for the Warriors? Braden Barnhill who jumped on it over there? I Man, the, the Minutemen almost just had another one, and you can just see the confidence here. I mean, they are not just going for a, uh, a win, but they're going for a blowout shutout here as the Warriors come onto the field, and they'll start this drive at their own 21-yard line. Dugan takes a low shotgun snap, whips it out here into the near side. And it's behind the receiver and incomplete. And that was intended for Craig Powers. It's the second time they've looked at him, but Dugan and Powers just can't get on the same page as it's second and 10 from their own 21-yard line. Dugan sends three out to the left, one to the right. He's got Studer on his left hip, takes the snap. He's going to roll left. And he's going to throw left, and it's well over the head of anyone over there from the Warriors. But uh, the intended receiver was Quentin Frankhaus, and it, the pass went into the sideline. That's going to set up third and ten, and Nick, the Warriors have not taken any time off the clock here, so the Minutemen are going to have another chance to score Well, and they'll get the ball halftime. after half. Of course, they do have to stop the Warriors here, but... That is uh, looking more and more likely with every play. The Warriors just can't get anything going as Dugan in the shotgun again, four wide. Two to each side, takes the snap, and he's being rushed by Hudson Moore. He's going to get out of there, and he's going to be hit into the sideline back at about the 26, maybe the 27, and we're going to have a penalty on somebody here down the field. It was a hold, but I'm not sure if... One of the Warriors is missing a helmet, so I'm not sure if the Minutemen took the helmet off. That's nope, they're going to call hold. So what they're doing now is they're asking Coach Gerhardt if he wants to accept the penalty or decline the penalty and make it fourth down. Looks like and he's going to take it. Yeah, he's going to take the penalty, force the Warriors back 10 more yards, and we'll redo third down. So just to add insult to injury, he's going to make the Warriors... Redo third down. And the Warriors just made wholesale changes. They thought it was fourth down. <laughs> they Over the on the sideline, the, the chain gang had it marked as fourth down. So I think everybody was kind of confused there. Warriors have to rush everybody back onto the field. The play clock hasn't started yet, though, so that's not going to make a difference. Finally, a kind of a breeze coming through the press box, too. So third and 14, Warriors at their own 17-yard line. They've got to get all the way out to the 31 at least. As Dugan has three wide, takes the shotgun snap. He's back to pass it. He's going to be sacked. And the decision to redo third down pays off for Coach Gerhardt and the Minutemen as they get a sack, and they'll force the Warriors now to punt way back in their own or near their own end zone. We'll see where Timmer's actually going to stand. 
as they'll snap the ball from the 11. And you better believe I, they're probably going to come after this punt. And Timmer's going to stand about two or three yards deep in his end zone. And this could be disastrous for the Warriors. We'll see, like Nick said, how aggressive the Minutemen are going to be here. As you got Corbin Green and Caden Eichler back again, Minutemen don't really pressure that hard. The punt is a decent one out to the 39. Corbin Green calls a fair catch, and that is where the Minutemen will start this drive. And they've got a short field here, and they've got plenty of time, 2.51 to go in the second quarter. And do they have all three timeouts, Nick? No, they have two. Coach Gerhardt did have to use one earlier to stop a delay of game penalty. So the Minutemen still have plenty of time, two timeouts, and a very short field. And if they if they hit as quick as they did on the last drive, it's only going to take them about 10 seconds to score here. As Carter Newman goes out wide to the right, of course he caught that 53-yard touchdown on the last drive. Caden Eichler off to the left. Cole Pauley in the pistol. From the 39-yard line, takes the snap, gives Carson Berry off the right side. He's going to get four yards. To the 35, good gain there on first down. Second and six coming up for the Minutemen. And, I mean, if you're the Minutemen, you, you try to milk as much clock so Ontario doesn't even have a chance to get the ball back before half. And then the Minutemen come right back out after halftime and they have the ball. So, like I said, second and six from the 35-yard line. Cole Pauly sends Newman... And A.J. Young, who's now into the game, off to the left. They'll go with that single back pistol. Cole Pauley from the 35, takes the snap, gives. Off the left side, it's going to be bottled up. Carson Berry, though, gets out of there. He's going to cut across the field, and he's brought down by the ankle oh. at the 33-yard line, and he almost broke that one for a touchdown. Man, how did he keep his footing to be able to cut? He would... Full stop on the left side, cut back all the way across. Yeah, Nick, I mean, he, a warrior had a hold of him back here at the 40. Managed to not only get back to the line of scrimmage, but pick up a couple. And it'll set up third down and about four from the 33-yard line for the Minutemen here. As Newman comes off to the left. Polly in the pistol with one back on his right hip. Carson Berry behind him. They'll give it to the up back, and it's Corbin Green, and he's going to fight, and he's going to get the first down. They needed four. He got about six. Corbin Green, old reliable. That clock just keeps on rolling. And 119 to be exact is how much we have left on the clock here in the second quarter. Minutemen up 31 to zero. As Hudson Moore comes off for Baden Forup again. They've been switching all night. Caden Eichler now will split off to the left. Carter Newman off to the right. Cole Pauley in the pistol. He's got Carson Berry right behind him. Corbin Green on his right hip from the 26-yard line. Cole Pauley going to roll out to the left, throwing down the field, and he throws it behind his receiver. It's picked off, and that's going to be picked off by Braylon Wilson. So, Nick, outside of that one drive where the Minutemen went backwards, that was really the only mistake the Minutemen have made tonight. Yeah. And it was a dart of a throw, but just a little behind the receiver there. And Cole Pauley tonight with one touchdown and now one interception. The Warriors will take over with 51 seconds left. But remember, 
It is a running clock, so if they're going to do anything here, it's got to be quick. Of course, on a change of possession, though, the clock isn't running. But after this snap, it will uh, run the rest of the half unless there's a timeout. Dugan in the shotgun takes the snap. He's going to fling it out here to the near sideline, and we're going to have pass interference on Corbin Green. As I think he underestimated well, how. Yeah, the ball. Dugan threw that out to almost the 50-yard line, and his receiver, that was Dylan Floyd, was standing at about the 35-yard <laughs> line. Way overshot him. The problem is, well, they did call pass interference. I was going to make the argument that you could have called holding there because that was definitely not a catchable pass. Right. Either way, though, that was, uh, was going to be some type of penalty on Corbin because he ran right into Floyd Yeah. as the ball was coming towards him. So with the penalty yardage, that puts the Warriors out to their own 32-yard line. First and 10, 47 seconds to go. Dugan takes the snap, rolls to the right. He's being pressured, throws a duck, and that ball just did not come out of there cleanly. He's lucky it wasn't picked off. There were Minutemen everywhere there, but it kind of landed in the middle of three of them, and no damage done for the Warriors, but that clock. Well, maybe it has to be the second half, Nick, because the clock is not running, or they're just not running the clock, but maybe it does have to be the second half. Either way. It's a 31 to nothing lead for the Minutemen as the Warriors have it. Second and 10 now from the 33. Their own 33. Dugan takes the snap, flings it to the left side. It's caught to the 35. A nice little juke there and out towards the Ball. 38, but a fumble. And we'll see who got on it. There's a pile of players fighting for it, but the uh, referees say the Warriors got back there on it as Braxton Hall caught that pass. Made a really nice move initially, but he got popped and the ball came out. And... Still got a couple of players down there. and Yeah, there was a big collision. I mean, there was probably three or four just Warriors and Minutemen that converged on the ball together. And Hall is down. And one of the Minutemen is down, but I don't see. I can't tell who it is, Nick. Yeah, they might have banged heads or something. Well, Braxton Hall's the one that caught the pass and made the move, and he just got absolutely popped. And yeah, I mean these, I mean these Minutemen are hitting tonight. I mean they, they are definitely flying around and making serious contact. But And they're still. I'm not sure who that is. Minute man down. It all up here in the box. They think it might be Jordan Byrice, but between the the fact that he's kind of laying on his front side, and I just can't see his numbers, and the fact that I can't see his numbers anyways, and uh, our intel down on the sideline tells us it is Jordan Byrice. Looks like he's trying to get up. Body's just not letting him here at the moment. <laughs> well, at least he's he is moving, moving around. It looks like know. he's trying to. Almost the way he's moving, it looks like he's doing uh, some push-ups there, just trying to motivate himself to get up. Hopefully that's the case. Hopefully he's just kind of looking for that 
That energy to get up, and he is up now. Yeah, definitely took a shot. I mean, well, he might have been the one that gave the shot to Braxton Hall there. And as a result, may have hit Hall so hard that he hurt himself. I, I don't really be. don't know. And there was also a, a scrum for the football. Maybe he got jumped on or something. And uh, now it looks like it may be sort of a maybe a leg injury. I'm not sure. Looks like he's walking okay though. Now he's giving a little flex. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's just upset that he, I mean that he's out. <laughs> well, the way he's walking, I, maybe he just got the wind knocked out of him. He doesn't yeah. look to be visibly hurt. And he's tough, man. He's tough kid. He is a tough kid, and uh, as he's barely off the sideline, the Warriors are already playing football. They have a pass out here to the right side. Just a short little four-yard gain, and Byrice was barely off the field. They're already yeah. snapping the football, and 16 seconds left now in the first half, and uh, the Warriors take a timeout. So, Warriors trying to do what they can here in any way possible to get on the board before halftime. As Nick mentioned earlier, the Minutemen will have the football to begin the second half. And uh, right now, Nick, you don't ever you don't ever necessarily want to see a team do this, but the Minutemen could just go into cruise control in the second half. Yeah, I mean, you definitely want to keep the pressure. You want to keep applying pressure. You know, you don't want to ever just kind of shut it off because that's when, that's when I mean, teams can make runs and kind of make it more interesting. So, I mean, I'd imagine just with how aggressive Coach Gerhardt's been in this first half, I think he's going to keep the pedal to the floor. But we'll see. So now it looks like the Minutemen are going to send on uh, not necessarily a prevent defense, but they're going to give the Warriors a little bit of uh, – a cushion here as they've got Scotty Roush all the way back, standing at the Minutemen 34-yard line. Still a lot of time left. I mean, 20 seconds. Third and one. Warriors, Dugan in the shotgun, takes the snap, gets it out of there quickly. A nice play as the Warriors, Colton Ramian, gets it across midfield. Actually, a very nice play there for the Warriors, maybe one of their best-looking plays of the night, but again, the Minutemen giving them some cushion here, just trying not to give up a deep pass before half. From the 48-yard line now, Dugan back to pass. He's going to load up and fling it to the near sideline, and what a catch, and they're going to give it to him as Dylan Floyd over here on the near sideline catches at the 32-yard line, but the clock runs out as Floyd makes the catch. So that's going to be, or it should be, the end. Ah, oh, they might add one second here. <laughs> They're going to add one second to the clock. Well, now you really got to be in that prevent defense. Well, and I'm not sure. It was a bang-bang catch, and, and I don't know how he got out of bounds. So they must have said he did. He did make the catch and yes, went out of absolutely. bounds. So if there was time, he definitely. They should add it back on, but I'm not sure there was. But they're going to add one second to the clock, and and now Lexington will take this timeout just to make sure everything's got to keep everything up on the front. defense. Yep, 
keep everything in front of you. Prevent defense here. I can't imagine the Warriors are going to try a field goal. So the obvious decision here is going to be to go for the end zone. Last play of the half. Or maybe throw something short, a bunch of laterals and all that stuff. And if that happens, I'll let Nick try to keep up with it all. And take over for a minute. So officially it's going to be first and 10, but that doesn't really matter here. Ontario has it at their own 32, or excuse me, at the Lexington 32-yard line. Lexington going to play that prevent defense. They've got a couple of defensive backs standing back inside the 20-yard line here. Kate Eichler all the way back at the 6-yard line. As Dugan takes the snap, he's getting pressured. He's going to have to try to get out of there. I don't know if he's going to make it out of there. He's got beaten oh fourth on him now, and he tracks him down <laughs> and makes the sack as time expires here in the first half. Baden Forup gets back in there. And once you see Baden chasing after you, it's about a done deal. Yep, he he's did so not long let and lanky. <laughs> he did not let Dugan out of his uh, – out of his reach, and that is how the first half's going to end. A masterful first half for the Minutemen on both sides of the football and special teams as well with a few touchbacks and even a field goal by A.J. Young. He went perfect on the night from PAT, so really you're getting a tremendous effort all around here by the Lexington Minutemen and a well-deserved 31 to nothing lead at halftime over the Lexington, or excuse me, over the Ontario Warriors. When we come back, there are a couple of games going on in the area tonight. We'll get you scores from those. And um, maybe we'll give you a quick lineup of uh, what's ahead tomorrow night on the first full Friday night of the football season around the state of Ohio. But once again, here on fearthevillage.com, the Minutemen have a 31 to nothing lead over the Ontario Warriors. Stay tuned for the VSBN Radio halftime show coming up on fearthevillage.com. VSBNRadio.com is your home for live scores, updated standings, and archived broadcasts in case you miss even one single second of the action. For exclusive content from the game, like us on Facebook at VSBN Radio. And while you're at it, follow us at VSBN Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network, your source for sports in North Central Ohio. Online at VSBNRadio.com. Do you want to be stylish? Keep up with the trends? Do you find it a hassle to shop in-store and want the convenience of shopping online? Well, we've got the place for you. A Material Girl clothing boutique offers a wide variety of clothing for all shapes and sizes. Go to fashionbyamg.com for your convenient shopping experience. A Material Girl is a proud sponsor of Lexington Minutemen uniforms on fearthevillage.com. Hey, this is Nick Michaels. Check out my weekly podcast, Trash Talk, on vsbnradio.com, featuring area athletes and coaches, local sports updates, and more. Available now where you listen to your podcasts. Buying your dream home is something that you'll never forget, but the process can also bring stress. Finding the right house, making the right offer, selling your old house. Don't let the process become overwhelming. Instead, let Joshua Kennedy with Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors take on the burden for you. He was born, raised, and lives right here in North Central Ohio. Serving the area for nearly 10 years, Joshua Kennedy can help you sell your house and put you in your dream home today. He's always accepting new clients, so give him a call today at 419-571-1699. That's 419-571-1699. Or email jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Joshua Kennedy of Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors. Working for you and with you from beginning to end. 
to make the process as smooth and as enjoyable as possible. jkennedy305 at gmail.com. This message brought to you by Life Support Team, a proud supporter of VSBN Radio and high school football. Hey, this is Tom Durbin, the president and CEO of the Life Support Team. Our company provides emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Our paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. That's 419-522-2020. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872, and as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. Hey, this is Tyler Johnson. Join me tonight at 10 o'clock on VSPNRadio.com for my show, Intentional Grounding. I'll give you guys scores, updated standings, and preview next week's matchups tonight and every Friday night. At 10 o'clock, it's Intentional Grounding with Tyler Johnson on VSPNRadio.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt, and you're listening to Minuteman Football on fearthevillage.com. Well, I would assume it's going to be a very good halftime speech for the Minutemen and Coach Gerhardt here at halftime as the Minutemen lead their backyard rival, the Ontario Warriors, at halftime 31 to nothing here on a beautiful Thursday night at Lexington High School. Corey Durbin, Nick Lazier with you here on fearthevillage.com. Glad to have you along tonight. And uh, as I mentioned, this couldn't be a more pleasant night uh, on many fronts. It's beautiful out. It's uh, actually, it's, it is a gorgeous evening yeah. here at Lexington. And the Minutemen, of course, look spectacular. And uh, they've done it really all first half long on the ground, although they did strike yeah. once through yep. the air. And uh, Nick's got all the stats in the recap for you right now, Nick. Yeah, so, I mean, like Corey said, great first half here. 31 nothing at halftime. I mean, I'm sure Coach Gerhardt is thrilled, but I'm sure he's got some things that they can work on as always. But, I mean, the Minutemen came out right away, got a defensive stop, and got the ball back in, in great field position. Scored uh, on an eight-yard run from Carson Berry. Uh, then followed that up with a 77-yard touchdown run from Corbin Green. Carson once again from 53 yards out to put him up 21-0. And then uh, the Minutemen tested out A.J. Young's leg. He kicked a 40-yard field goal and made it, and that was up 24-0. to and then, like Corey said, Cole Pauly connected with Carter Newman for the 57-yard touchdown pass to put the Minutemen up 31 to nothing. Um, just overall, the just it's just been domination here from the Minutemen. Uh, 248 yards of total offense, uh, as opposed to 39 yards from Ontario. So the Minutemen just really stifling defense the whole first half. 
I like Cole Pauley's two for five for 60 yards, a touchdown. He also did throw that interception, but uh, nonetheless, they haven't really thrown the ball a whole lot, so Cole's not really been able to get into a rhythm quite yet. So only two for five. Um, let's see here. Ontario's uh, Peyton uh, Dugan is nine of 16. But, I mean, he's only averaging 5.9 yards per connection, but it's just been the rushing game that, that that's holding the Warriors back. They're negative 14 on the ground as opposed to the Minutemen's 188 yards on 22 carries. So they're averaging 8.5 yards per carry right now. So the Minutemen doing a great job of staying out in front of the sticks, and that offensive line is really getting some great push and giving their, his run, their running backs holes to run through Carson Berry and Corbin Green. Both on the verge of 100 yards. Corbin Green, four carries, 97 yards, and a touchdown. And then Carson, 11 carries, 89 yards, and two touchdowns. So I'd imagine both the Minutemen will be in 100 yards after the end of this after the end of this ball game. But I mean, if they just keep doing what they're doing, control the clock. Uh, I mean, this running clock here in the second half is going to be crucial to get the Minutemen out of here with a W. Nick, can you uh, by any chance pull up the scores over there? I think it's really weird because normally we have great service up here, but there are so many people here tonight that I think it's hogging the cell service. It's actually kind of not a bad problem to have. I'll reach uh, out. Because there are, I mean, my a goodness, lot of people. look at all the people just yeah. walking around out there around the fence. It's, it's refreshing. It's I nice mean, to have everyone even, back. Uh, this is a bigger crowd than they had when – you know, before COVID, this is, yeah. it's really awesome. It's like, uh, you know, it's kind of like I said on uh, on uh, the episode of Trash Talk with Nick Michaels the other day. Uh, you know, I, I kind of thought people would overcompensate for the missed time, and definitely there are a lot of people here, um, even more so than a normal Lexington home opener, but this is just tremendous. Uh, around the uh, the area tonight, there are three games going on. Uh, Crestview leads Loudonville 17-7 to at halftime as uh, Coach Scheid, former Lexington defensive coordinator and head coach, moved on over to Crestview and uh, became the defensive coordinator over there. Their defense is in good hands as they're holding Loudonville to seven points right now at halftime. So Crestview, as of right now, Looks like they may, uh, they may be on their way to a 1-0 start here in 2021. And then Mohawk leading Tiffin Calvert right now, 19 to nothing at halftime. And, of course, right here at Lexington, the big game in the area tonight. And really, uh, even on a normal year when they don't open up on Thursday night, which I believe this may become a tradition, uh, but even in past years when this has been a Friday night matchup, always one of the premier games in the area one of the bigger rivalries in the area. But in the 2021 edition, Lexington right now is leading it 31-0 at halftime. Yes, we will start the second half with a running clock, and Lexington will have the ball in just a few short minutes, 10 minutes to be exact, until uh, we kick off the second half as the Band of Gold out on the field. It's great to see them here this year and uh, back in action for yet another season. And like we mentioned in the pregame, student section out in full force. And this crowd is just absolutely tremendous in Lexington, putting on a show tonight for this great home crowd. We'll see if they can hang on to this big lead and start the season 1-0. When we come back here in just a few minutes, it's 31-0. Lexington over Ontario on fearthevillage.com. 
VSBNRadio.com is your home for live scores, updated standings, and archived broadcasts in case you miss even one single second of the action. For exclusive content from the game, like us on Facebook at VSBN Radio. And while you're at it, follow us at VSBN Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network, your source for sports in North Central Ohio. Online at VSBNRadio.com. Do you want to be stylish? Keep up with the trends? Do you find it a hassle to shop in-store and want the convenience of shopping online? Well, we've got the place for you. A Material Girl clothing boutique offers a wide variety of clothing for all shapes and sizes. Go to fashionbyamg.com for your convenient shopping experience. A Material Girl is a proud sponsor of Lexington Minutemen uniforms on fearthevillage.com. Hey, this is Nick Michaels. Check out my weekly podcast, Trash Talk, on vsbnradio.com, featuring area athletes and coaches, local sports updates, and more. Available now where you listen to your podcasts. Buying your dream home is something that you'll never forget, but the process can also bring stress. Finding the right house, making the right offer, selling your old house. Don't let the process become overwhelming. Instead, let Joshua Kennedy with Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors take on the burden for you. He was born, raised, and lives right here in North Central Ohio. Serving the area for nearly 10 years, Joshua Kennedy can help you sell your house and put you in your dream home today. He's always accepting new clients, so give him a call today at 419-571-1699. That's 419-571-1699. Or email jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Joshua Kennedy of Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors. Working for you and with you from beginning to end to make the process as smooth and as enjoyable as possible. jkennedy305 at gmail.com. This message brought to you by Life Support Team, a proud supporter of VSBN Radio and high school football. Hey, this is Tom Durbin, the president and CEO of the Life Support Team. Our company provides emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Our paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. That's 419-522-2020. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872, and as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. Hey, this is Tyler Johnson. Join me tonight at 10 o'clock on VSPNRadio.com for my show, Intentional Grounding. I'll give you guys scores, updated standings, and preview next week's matchups tonight and every Friday night. At 10 o'clock, it's Intentional Grounding with Tyler Johnson on VSPNRadio.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt and you're listening to Minuteman Football on fearthevillage.com. 
Back here at Lexington High School, as I think I picked up the wrong headset, so let me switch that real quick. Nick's pulling a prank on me over here and switched my headset. All right, we got the right one now. Lexington with a 31 to nothing lead at halftime. And uh, I forgot at the beginning of, well, I didn't forget. Let Things just got, my cubby. Hold as on. we're all mixed up here in the press yeah. box. Tonight it's 100 degrees. We're in a different <laughs> spot. We're in a new spot. We've never been in this spot in the press box before to do a game. And uh, Nick is getting all twisted up and tangled over here. But uh, the beginning of the game, there are so many people here that it is just uh, it is just uh, it's absolutely crazy what it's doing to the to the cell service in the stadium here as it's just kind of draining everyone's uh, cell service speed. So at the beginning of the game, we had a couple of uh, technological hiccups, I guess we'll call them, and uh, we didn't mention the uniforms tonight. Oh, yeah. That are brought to you by a material girl. So we'll do that now as we're getting set for second half action. Tonight's uniforms, as always, brought to you by a material girl. In times like these, shopping online has become a necessity. Thankfully, there's a material girl. A material girl is a locally owned women's boutique where there's something for everyone. AMG specializes in hand-picked women's clothing at an affordable price. Check out fashionbyamg.com. That's fashionbyamg.com. And the uniforms tonight, Lexington. Uh, of course, tonight in the student section, it was a blackout. The band of gold wearing black. Uh, everybody in the stadium pretty much wearing some form of uh, black shirt or black pants, including the football team. The Lexington Minutemen wearing their black pants with the block L on the left hip. They've got those dark, super dark gray jerseys. Uh, with the really dark purple and black <laughs> shoulder pads and dark purple numbers with a little bit of gold trim around them. See, these numbers are very hard to read when the sun's out. We've also got those purple helmets with a gold stripe down the middle, the block L on the left side, and the player number on the right side. Lexi, or excuse me, Ontario tonight, and they're all white uniforms. With blue numbers, a little bit of gold trim, of course, for the Warriors. So I just wanted to make sure I got that in there. Tonight's uniforms brought to you by a material girl. Check them out online at fashionbyamg.com. When I talked to Coach Gerhardt just uh, about a week and a half ago, he said they were going to open up with the purple jerseys and gold pants, and evidently the team decided against that. They wanted to wear the, the darker uniforms for the blackout tonight as the Ontario Warriors come back out of their locker room and their band is headed back over towards the visitor side of the stadium. We've got about two and a half minutes to go until the second half kickoff. Ontario will kick things off to start second half action. And Lexington will have a chance to extend this, uh, extend this 31 to nothing lead. As Nick, obviously, I mean, you've got to lead this big. What do you have to do to uh, to finish the game off? I, you just got to keep applying the pressure. I mean, I, you just got to keep the foot on the gas. If you if you pull up now, uh, I mean, you just got to carry momentum into next week. I know you don't want to look past these opponents yet, but Shelby is going to be a tough battle next week, but you just got to finish Ontario. 
get out of here with the W, and then uh, just kind of roll from there. But this running clock, clock is really going to pay a big part of this game in the second half, just keeping the clock moving at all times, make sure Ontario doesn't get that clock off so we can just get out of here with the W and move on to next week. Yeah, you certainly don't want to go from a running clock back to a yeah. normal stopping clock. So the the key here, you got to keep that lead at 30 or above. Really, ideally, you, you want to shut Ontario out, which right. means they can't get that lead back down below right. 30. And I'm sure that's what Coach Gerhardt's main emphasis, uh, emphasis was at halftime there was, let's get this shutout. Yes. Uh, we absolutely. don't need to score 60 points, although I'm sure you would like to, but they, they just need the shutout mainly. And... Um, I asked him during our uh, one of our – we did a few interviews in the preseason, yeah. but in one of them I asked him, would you rather shut a team out or score 50? And without uh, missing a beat, he said he would much rather shut a team out. So Well, he might do both here tonight. You've got a chance to do – yeah, to do both. He doesn't have to pick and choose tonight. He can hopefully just uh, continue this spectacular run game and uh, get a few more touchdowns, get out of here with a shutout, and uh, you – can't come back to be the Lexington head coach any better way than that. So I'm sure that's uh, where his sights are set. Corey Durbin, Nick Lazier with you. First game of the year. It looks like Byrice will be ready to go here to start the second half. Taking that stinger in the late in the first half. Got some work done on the trainer's table here, but he's ready to go. He's out there waiting for the kickoff return. As we, so in the first half, everybody was out there three minutes before kickoff was supposed to take place. And now here in the second half, the game clock is already set, although it's not set correctly. Oh, They've minutes. set it to 30 minutes. Three now they minutes. have it set to three minutes. Oh, now they're adding time. So huh. that's bizarre. They're going to put three minutes back onto the clock here. And uh, so we're going to redo the end of halftime again. So the Minutemen were just about set to run out there and uh, line up the kick return team. They had to turn around and come back to the sideline. As Nick is, uh, I never know what he's saying. He just points at me. He just points at stuff. Ah, the shakes his head. Well, they were they were out of blue Powerade, so I'm stuck here with fruit punch. They probably weren't. Were they selling blue tonight? With I've, se I've seen it? blue Powerade in the stands. They just ran out, and I'm not very happy about it. Man, Man who you likes are fruit high punch? maintenance. You can't drink uh, blue Powerade on the night they play uh, Ontario at home. Come on, I need my electrolytes. His electrolytes. I mean, I'll I'll take the the fruit punch, I guess. So. I'm not sure why they add at the time. Well, I they mean, typically do, but ready I to go. No, well, they they usually do add time to the end of the halftime clock. They just usually do it without missing a beat. This time, though, I think they forgot, and the teams were out there ready to go, and they like, oh. they have to do it. It's a rule. I mean, it's just like in the first half, both teams were out there, but you can't start the game early. You got to start it when the game's supposed to be started. When the clock hits zero. That's when you reset the clock to what it's supposed to be at and you start the game. So even though both teams are ready once again, 
We're still going to have to wait here for another minute, and this is just <laughs> so awkward because the teams. What the hell was in the to start the game? Well, to start the game, Lexington ran out with five minutes on the clock, and I think they might have. There's a couple light bulbs out still on the scoreboard here at Lexington. I think to start the game, Lexington thought the clock was almost at zero, but it still had five minutes on it, so they were out there ready to go well ahead of time. And here to start the second half, they've been out there already for about a minute. Still got about 30 seconds left so they can kick it. Although I think, and we'll see if the referee. By the way, this will be the first time that uh, Ontario has kicked the ball off tonight. So Cole Dilly, the sophomore for the Warriors, 5'10", 160, will uh, have his first chance of the night to kick the ball deep. And now the clock is being set. Now we just have to <laughs> wait for the whistle here. Uh. Ball's up on the tee. Minutemen have three people back to return this kick. It looks like Corbin Green, Jordan Byrice, and maybe Carson Berry. I can't tell who's in the middle there. As the darker it gets here, the harder it is to see the numbers. As the kick is a really short one. And running up and taking it off the bounce is Carson Berry. He's going to be up the middle. He's to the 35. He's to the 40. He's to the 45, 50. He's turning on the Jets, and he's going to go all the way. He's to the 10, 5, touchdown. Carson Berry has done it just about every way you can tonight. Opening kickoff of the second half. And Carson Berry in the scorebooks in a different column now. <laughs> Oh, man. Well. Well, and he took it off the bounce, too. I mean, he yeah. just he kind of waited and waited. The ball bounced. He picked it up, and he just took off. And the Minutemen, <laughs> 25 seconds come off the clock, and most of those were probably Carson waiting for the football to land. Sheesh. There's no way it took him 25 seconds to run that. Oh, no shot. Extra point. Slips inside the left upright, and the Minutemen with a 38-0 lead. Wow. With 11.35 to go in the third quarter, we'll take a quick break on fearthevillage.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at BP Electric of OH. Com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt, and you're listening to Minuteman Football on FearTheVillage.com. Well, knowing how coaches are, I'm sure Coach <laughs> Gerhardt will find something that the Minutemen need to work <laughs> on uh, tomorrow. On a rare Friday practice, by the way. Got a, got a long, long week of preparation, I'm sure. But there can't be much he has to complain about tonight. 
as you've struck deep on a 50-plus yard pass for a touchdown. They've ran the ball very effectively. Very few penalties in week one, which is always a great sign. Now they have a kick return for a touchdown. They've been perfect on special teams. Speaking of special teams, A.J. Young with another deep kickoff. This one's going to be taken by the Warriors out to the 20 and out to the 24. And that's going to be Ginn back in there, Grayson Ginn, who fumbled a, a kickoff early in the first quarter. He fumbled a kick return and didn't return another kick the rest of the first half, and now he's back out there and uh, catches that one cleanly and gets out to the 20. They'll actually mark him at the 23. So that's where Ontario will take over. Their first possession of the second half with 11-14 to go, third quarter. Clock is now running until the Warriors either cut this lead to 30 or they run out of time. So, Warriors come out. Studer's going to be back in the backfield again in a shotgun look, and they're going to have maybe a false start out here on the near sideline. It might have been number four. And if it is, that's Riley Kleshinski. Not sure, though. Only other thing I could think of was A.J. Young was lined up in the neutral zone, but I doubt that's the case. No, that, that is and the case. And it was. <laughs> uh, man, okay, well. Always hedge your bets, Nick. Always yeah, throw out two yeah. options. One of them will be right. I just I did not expect that to be on A.J. Young, but. Oh, it was on a lineman. Okay, so it was a lineman lined up in the neutral zone. Gotcha. So I believe it ended up being Dwyer. Yeah, it was Matt Dwyer on the line there. Well, the referee on the, this, the side judge over here threw the flag right towards A.J. Young. That's why I was kind of confused there. So first and five, Studer again will try to take the shotgun snap, and this time he will. And he's going to fake a handoff. He's going to run to the left, but he's bottled up, and he's going to lose a yard. Minutemen were all over there. And I'll tell you what, Nick, Ontario really has not shown much through the air tonight, so the, uh, the Minutemen are really keying in on the run game at this point. And when you got a 38 to nothing lead, you might as well stay home. Yeah. I mean, make Ontario beat you long once. And even on the off chance they do, it's not going to hurt. So the Minutemen, as of right now, looks like they're just going to stay at home. They're stacking the box here. As Studer going to take another shotgun snap. You can call this the Wildcat, I guess, but uh, he's going to actually throw it this time, and it's almost Ooh. picked off by Carson Berry. And <laughs> Carson, haven't said his name once on defense tonight, but right after he takes a kickback, he's just kind of out there almost picking passes off on defense. He's doing everything tonight, just like his older brother once did. So that will set up third and six now. Maybe even third and, well, it'll be about third and six and a half as Studer going to go back into the shotgun again. But he is a running back, so, I, I mean, if you want to call this the Wildcat, I guess you can. He takes the snap. He's going to run to the right. He's bottled up. He's oh got nowhere my. to go. Loses a bunch of yardage, maybe seven yards all the way back to the 20. Minutemen were everywhere. Oof. Now I say Leighton Osa just kind of shot through there and dragged Snyder down from behind. So the Warriors will once again have to punt. And Jacob Timmer on again, the big lefty. Going to try to get this punt out of there with 
No damage done. As the snap is back, and Timmer gets it out of there. Decent punt. Eichler's going to fair catch call at the 49, and he makes the catch. And it's going to be the Warrior 49, and actually the 48. So the Warrior 48-yard line. Lexington again starting on the Lexington side of the field. And we'll see if the Minutemen can... Uh, See if the Minutemen can add on to this lead. As they already lead it. 38 to nothing. And Cole Pauly will once again lead the offense out for the Minutemen. He's going to be in the pistol. Got one wide to the right here. One off to the left. Takes the snap. He'll give it. And up the middle, I believe that's Carson Berry in there for another carry. And he's going to get back to the line of scrimmage this time before he's Tackled. A little late push there, too, getting up out of the pile from one of the Warriors. No doubt it's been a frustrating night for them as Hudson Moore checks in for Baden Forup. And it'll be second and ten. Minutemen at the Warrior 48-yard line. Cole Pauly again out. As now in there at wide receiver for the Minutemen, that's Mason Thomas on the near side. One split off to the left as well. Pauly in the pistol from the 48. Takes the snap, fakes the give. He's going to roll right. Pauly looking downfield. He's got a man in. What a catch. A shoestring catch on the near sideline by Hudson Moore. Whew. That's going to be a gain of eight. That was a bullet, too, from Cole Pauly. And that may be the most exciting eight-yard gain. <laughs> That you'll see all night because that was a heck of a catch by Hudson Moore. And it'll set up third down and two for the Minutemen. Hudson Moore, his first stat tonight offensively at least. Third and two. Thomas comes off near side. Caden Eichler splits off far to the left. Cole Pauly in the pistol. Barry behind him. He'll give it to Barry. And Carson Barry going to plow his way forward for a first down. Down to the Warriors. 36-yard line. And Jordan Byrice now will check in for the Minutemen, as well as Hudson Moore, who made the catch and came off for baden Forup. Now he comes back on. And Carson Berry will check out. So we'll have Mason Thomas split off wide to the right. Caden Eichler off far to the left. Cole Pauly in the pistol. Byrice behind him. Corbin Green on his left hip. From the 36-yard line, Pauly takes the snap. He'll give Corbin Green dancing around, trying to get through a hole. He can't. And he'll be tackled after a yard. As Corbin Green gets up, alleging that one of the Warriors did something to him. I'm not he might sure. have got stepped on or something. No uh, penalty flag thrown. And it'll be second and nine now. Minutemen at the Warrior 35-yard line. baden Forup comes back on for Hudson Moore. They switch just about every play. Man, I don't know if you want to poke the bear in Corbin Green. It's the last thing you want to do, I think. Mason Thomas splits off wide to the right again. Caden Eichler to the left. Going to be in the pistol. Corbin Green on the right hip of Cole Pauly from the 35-yard line. We're going to have another delay of game. Either that or uh, somebody jumped early. It might be a delay of game, Nick. Yep. 
So that'll push the Minutemen back to the Warrior 40. That'll make it second and 14. So it's been rare tonight, but the Minutemen are behind the chains. And they'll be in the pistol again. Cole Pauley with Green on his left hip by Rice behind him. One wide receiver to each side, takes the snap, throws, and it's a slant to Caden Eichler who catches it, and he breaks a tackle, and he's going to go all the way. A touchdown for the Minutemen. 40 yards, just a simple slant there, and Caden Eichler caught it and broke free. And the Minutemen again in the end zone, and it's now 44 to nothing. Man, yeah, like you said, just a simple quick slant, and I mean, the ball was right on the money, and Eichler slipped off a tackler and did the rest. So A.J. Young on again to attempt his sixth extra point. Snap is back. Ball is down. Kick is up. It is good. And A.J. Young stays perfect on the night from both extra points and field goals. And it's now 45 to nothing. Minutemen with an enormous lead here at home. The clock stops briefly until the possession change here. 3.53 to go in the third quarter. We'll take a quick break on fearthevillage.com. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is a medical service providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality of care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, they're currently hiring EMTs and paramedics. To find out more, give them a call at 419-522-2020. This is former Minuteman Nick Lazier, class of 2014, and you're listening to Lexington Football on fearthevillage.com. Minutemen kick team coming out now once again as the offense struck again. A 40-yard touchdown pass from Cole Pauley to Caden Eichler. That's Cole's second touchdown of the night passing. He does have that one interception, which was the one mistake he's made tonight. But I think he's uh, made up for that. Yeah, I would say so. As A.J. Young walks off his steps and back to return now for the Warriors. <laughs> is going to be Studer, and if that, well, I can't even tell what number that is. Yeah, that's, I think that's Ginn still. And I believe I you're right, know. Nick. A.J. Young runs up, boots it. Near side, it is Ginn. He'll take it all the way from his three. He's out to the 10, to the 15, to the 20. We've got a flag down, and Ginn is going to get tackled right at the 20. But we may have a hold back here, Nick, which is going to force the Warriors to start this drive even deeper in their own end once again. I mean, they just have not been able to stay out of their own way tonight. 3.32 to go, third quarter. Minute men up 45-0. to zero. Oh. And we got another illegal block on the Warriors. So it wasn't a hold. It was an illegal block. So that's a 15-yarder then. Oh, a clip. Okay. And it was clipping. Uh, but since the return only came out to the 20, Nick, it's going to be half the distance to the goal. And the Warriors will start at their own 10-yard line. 
See if the Minutemen can keep them back here. Warriors will bring out Studer again, <laughs> and he'll be in the shotgun. He's got Drew Yetter on his right hip. One man out to the right, and one man out to the left. Studer takes the shotgun snap. He'll give Yetter up the middle. He's going to get maybe a yard. And we're going to have a late hit here, a block, as one of the Warriors shoved one of the Minutemen to the ground. Really in a just a bad spot on the field. There's nobody around. Nothing's going on. The whistle had blown. <laughs> and really, you could have called that a block in the back, Nick. One of the Warriors went up and pushed Matt yeah. Dwyer right in the back. So you could either call that a late hit after the play, unsportsmanlike, or you could have called that a block in the back if they say it was still during the play. And it is a personal foul. So the Warriors now back to their own six-yard line. It's going to be first and 15, first and 14. From the six, dare I say it, Nick, the way tonight's gone, I would not put it past the Minutemen to get a safety here. Yeah. As Studer in the shotgun, he's got one off to each side. Yetter on his left hip in the backfield. Studer takes the shotgun. He'll fake the give. He's dancing around. Now he's got room to the left. He's going to be able to run. He's out to the 15. Tiptoes the sideline, stays in bounds somehow, and takes it all the way out. Past the 25 and out to the 26, almost the 27. And we've got a minute man down behind the play here. Is that? I think it's AJ. Maybe. Uh, we'll see here. And I think you're right, Nick. I think I can see a nine there on the jersey. but well, At least it looks like a single digit. It is A.J. Young. He's already had to be stretched out once. I think it's his calf. He is just – he's been kicking so much tonight, and he's playing defense out – out at one of the defensive back spots, so uh, definitely cramping on a hot, humid night like tonight. Having an effect. 2.02 to go third quarter, 45-0. to zero. Lexington with a lead. By the way, it's kind of been lost in the uh, injury timeout here, but Ontario got a first down on that run by Studer. Out to the 26-yard line, so it'll be first and 10. When we resume play, Ontario will have it at their own 26-yard line. As A.J. is up and walking off under his own power, but limping. No doubt it's it's got to be a cramp. So hopefully he can get stretched out and finish the game kicking. But that remains to be seen. First, the Minutemen need to get a stop here. Studer in the shotgun, two wide to the right, one to the left. Studer going to take the snap. He will fake a give and keep it, and he's going to be brought down. And there's going to be a flag on the play. I didn't see a face mask, so we'll see possibly a horse collar. Mm. 
Nah. Well, we'll see. Ontario doesn't look doesn't look like they're in a hurry to move up here, but uh, we'll see. Holding. What? Well, they called holding on the defense, oh. but I think he meant horse a horse collar. We will wait for the referee to turn the mic on. Oh, that uh, was a face mask. <laughs> huh. Was it a five yarder? Yeah. So an incidental. So the Warriors now will have it at their own 31 yard line. First and five now. As the clock is rolling, 38 seconds to go, third quarter. Minutemen up 45 nothing. Warriors coming out of the huddle now, taking their time a little bit here. Studer in the shotgun. Yetter on his left hip, two wide to each side. Sends a man in motion. And the center didn't snap the ball. Everybody else went. Oh, my. But the center. Yeah. So the five yards that uh, the Minutemen just lost there, they get them back, and the Warriors will now have it first and ten yet again on the 26-yard line. And while that penalty was happening, the clock ran out because it is a running clock. As the Minutemen have a 45-0 lead here at home on opening night 2021 and uh, couldn't be going any better for Coach Gerhardt as he's coming back with uh, for his second stint as the Lexington football coach, and he's getting it started definitely on the right foot. We'll take a timeout on fearthevillage.com. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872. And as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. This is Cole Pauley, quarterback for the Minutemen, and you're listening to Lexington Football on VSBN Radio. Hammer down and go Lex. And speaking of Cole Pauley, he may be done for the rest of the game, but uh, in the best way possible because the Minutemen have a 45 to nothing lead. We'll see. One of the backup quarterbacks, Dylan Jamison, has been warming up for the Minutemen. First, the Minutemen need to get the ball back as Studer takes the snap to open the fourth quarter, and he's going to be wrapped up and brought down right at the 25-yard line. And, well, they'll give him the 26, and uh, that was the line of scrimmage. So it'll be second and 10 Warriors at their own 26-yard line. 11.30 to go in the ballgame. Lexington 45, Ontario nothing. Warriors come out. They send two to each side. Studer still in there. Yetter on his left hip in the shotgun from the 26-yard line. Takes the snap. He'll give. Yetter bottled up right at the 25. May have lost a yard. Now they're going to give him forward progress right back to the line of scrimmage. So it'll stay at third and ten now for the Warriors. 
Under 11 minutes to go, fourth quarter. As the Ontario side of the stadium is slowly clearing out here on a beautiful Thursday night. Studer again, this time with three off to the left in the shotgun, takes the snap. He's going to roll left. He's looking to pass, but he's getting flushed out of the pocket, and it's going to be picked off as he lobbed it down the sideline. Minutemen get another turnover, and Nick, was that A.J. Young? It was Scotty Roush. I was going to say, for A.J. to come back off the bench and make the play, it was Scotty Roush over there on the far sideline. Those bright yellow gloves he's got, too. That tip Nick off. As to who it was, and a great play there by Roush. And the Minutemen will take back over at the Ontario 41-yard line, and we'll see. Looks like Dylan Jamison's going to come out and get some reps at the quarterback spot. We're also going to have Jordan Byrice come out. Cam Crago out. And over here, Keith Thomas is all alone on the near sideline. We'll see if the uh, Minutemen pick up on it, and the Warriors <laughs> get a man out here finally. Man, if the Minutemen could have snapped the ball quick enough there, they'd had a free touchdown. Jamison in the pistol. He's got Byrice behind him. And a delay of game. Man, oh, man. <laughs> What's thought, odd about that, though, Nick, is the ball was placed down, and they had Keith Thomas over here unguarded. I'm surprised they didn't just uh, snap the ball and fling it out here. They didn't even have to go deep. They could have just. They could have just pitched it out here, out here to him and let him run. So Jamison will try again here in the pistol by Rice behind him, one back to each side or excuse me, one wide receiver to each side. He gives it, and Byrice coming off the left side. He's to the 40. He's to the 36 and brought down by a few Warriors. Nice run there by Jordan Byrice, though, off the left side. And he will end up picking up about 10 there. So that'll make it second and five for the Minutemen now at the Warriors' 36-yard line. Not a bad play on first and 15. Jamison now with uh, Mason Trichu out there split off far to the right Cam Crago off to the left Jamison in the pistol Byrice behind him again takes the snap gives this time Briar Miller the up man takes the handoff and he'll lose a yard and that's the same play that Corbin Green scored on earlier as he took it right up the middle and took off but that time, Miller not able to go anywhere. And it's going to be third and seven. Minutemen have it at the Warrior 37-and-a-half-yard line. Jamison still trying to get the play here from Mason Thomas, who runs in with it. Seven fifty to go in the ballgame. Minutemen up, 45-0. Jamison in the pistol. One wide receiver to each side, takes the snap, gives, and by Rice, the exchange was fumbled there, but by Rice picks it back up, and he'll be brought down maybe for a loss of uh, maybe a half a yard, and it'll set up fourth down. Wire Miller carries the 
Minutemen going to uh, possibly send on the punt team here, it looks like. But who's going to punt it? Say, who's our backup punter? And it looks like it's going to be Mason Trichoux back there at the 49-yard line. He's up pretty far, though, for this to be a, a punt snap. It's going to be an interesting one here. Maybe he'll roll out and uh, kick it rugby style. As the Minutemen had a man come on late there. They didn't have enough men on the field. So they will uh, take a timeout. 6.51 to go in the ballgame. 45-0 Lexington with the lead. We'll take a break with them on fearthevillage.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at BP Electric of OH. Com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt, and you're listening to Minuteman Football on FearTheVillage.com. So, Minutemen are going to have to punt here out of the timeout. Mason Trichu back. He is standing at his own 49-yard line. Snap is a great one. Trichu gets a oh, wow. beautiful punt away, but it might bounce uh, into the end zone, and it barely does by about two yards. Man, that was a beautiful punt. Yeah, it was. So it'll be a touchback, and the Warriors will set up at their own 20. With 6.35 to go in the ballgame, Warriors running out of time here to get on the board. Try to get any type of momentum they can for next week, but... The way this Minuteman defense is playing, it, uh, it's not looking good for the Warriors here. It's been nice, though, to uh, to have a lead like this in game one. You get some of the younger kids out there. This is a very young Minuteman ball club. So it's nice to see some of the younger kids out there getting some playing time. And Scotty Roush getting in there, making a pick on the last possession. As the Warriors... Bring Dugan back out this time in the shotgun. Two wide to each side. Takes the snap, flings it out near side. It's caught at the 20. And out to about the 23 or maybe the 24-yard line is Braylon Wilson. And Roush down there on the tackle on the sideline. Gain of three for the Warriors. Out to the 23-yard line. Dugan back into the shotgun. He's got a back on his right hip. I believe that's Ginn. He's got three split off to the left. One wide receiver off to the right from the 23. Takes the snap. Dugan up the middle. He's going to run outside now and over the 25-yard line out to about the 26 and maybe even the 27-yard line. So that'll set up third and short here for the Warriors. Third and two coming up. With 5.15 to go in the ballgame. Third and two, Ontario from the 28-yard line. 
Dugan in the shotgun. Three wide to the left, one to the right. Again on his right hip again. Back to pass. Dugan going to fling it out to the far flat, and it's over his receiver's head, and that's uh, he's lucky that one didn't get picked off. Yeah, There were Minutemen in the area, but none of them really in the right spot there. It kind of landed between a couple of Minutemen. And it'll set up fourth and two, and this may be the last time that the Warriors have the ball. 4.25 to go in the ball game. Running clock. Lexington with a 45-0 lead. Fourth down and two to go. Warriors at their own 28-yard line. Dugan in the shotgun. He'll send three to the left, one to the right. They'll run the same play again. And the Minutemen get out there. And they're going to make the tackle behind the line of scrimmage as Braylon Wilson caught that one but had nowhere to go. Scotty Roush was out there. And was that Crago out there possibly? I can't tell. I think it was. So the youngsters out there making some plays. And a turnover on downs. Minutemen will take over. And they'll do so at the Ontario 26-yard line. So still a chance here for the Minutemen to score one more time. And it'd be nice to see some of these second stringers get in the scorebook here. With... Dylan Jamison running things for the offense for the Minutemen. Jamison, the 5'11 junior quarterback. And we'll also have a new back out there. It's going to be Hunter Payne, junior. Jamison takes the snap, and he fumbles on the as he turned around to give it to the back. And we're going to have a flag down on the play in the backfield. As Jamison turned to hand that ball, I think that was... That was Owen Roth that was supposed to get the handoff, but Jamison mishandled the ball. And again, though, Nick, they threw that marker down to indicate the fumble, and it looks like the flag. Yeah. Their their marker's not the little beanbag anymore. It's almost like a flag football flag. So it comes out of there looking like a penalty flag, and it's not. Jamison in the pistol again, one wide to each side. This time he'll give it to Roth up the middle. And he's going to get back to the line of scrimmage. No gain there for Owen Roth. 5'7", 185, sophomore running back Roth with his first carry on the season for no gain. 2.40 to go in the ballgame. Minutemen up 45 nothing. No gain on the play. Third and 18 Minutemen from the 33. So Jamison will... Set up the offense once again in that pistol. Roth right behind him. He's got one wide receiver split off to each side. Takes the snap. They're going to let Jamison throw one here. Throws it across the middle. And he was looking for Dylan Weingartner. And the ball was underthrown and incomplete. That'll set up fourth down. Fourth and 18 to be exact for the Minutemen. And it looks like they may uh, they may go for it here. Yeah. 145 to go. They may just run it here, Nick. We'll see. Clock is running. Jameson in the pistol. He's got two wide to the left, one to the right, and 
What do we have now? Referee just blew the play dead before it started. Just the count. <laughs> yeah. And they did have too many players on the field. <laughs> just some uh, miscommunication late here in the game. Got a minute and 15 seconds left. Clock is running. Obviously, it, uh, at this point, it's not going to do any damage. Good learning moment there for the youngsters. Got to make sure there's 11 men on the field. Jamison in the pistol. Two wide to the left. Bunched up near the, uh, near the line. Roth in the backfield. Jamison back to pass. There's a flag down. He hits his man, though. And that's Dylan Weingartner. Dylan to Dylan. <laughs> Not good enough for a first down, but there was a flag on the play, and we'll see. Might have been an illegal formation or a false start here. They didn't blow the play dead from the start, though, so it might be a legal formation. And if I were Ontario, I would obviously decline the penalty and take the football. 47 seconds left. And, Nick, the way the referee, Mike, works here at Lex, it's always been this way. It sounds like uh, Wayne's World when they're at the drive-thru ordering. You only get, like, half of what they're saying, so you really don't know. <laughs> it's uh, always been like that here. Yeah. The mic has never worked uh, worked correctly here. Student section's down off to our left, ready to storm the field here at Lexington, <laughs> as they typically do anytime they beat Ontario. First and, and tonight it's well-deserved as the Minutemen have a 45 to nothing lead. Warriors get the ball back. They've got one last chance here with 30 seconds left. And the Warriors now in there at running, or excuse me, at uh, quarterback, but running it off the shotgun snap is Quentin Frankhaus. And he'll get about a yard, and that may be, well, they'll try to run one more play here. As Frank House in the shotgun sends one man out to the left, one to the right. Got a man right on his hip from the 32-yard line. He'll take it. He'll run it off the right side. He'll get to the, oh, excuse me, the snap was taken from the 27. He'll get to the 30, and that will end the ball game. As your Lexington Minutemen get a huge win to start the 2021 season. They win it tonight, 45 to nothing in the 2021 edition of the Backyard Brawl over the Ontario Warriors. And the Minutemen improve to 1-0 for the first time since they beat the Warriors on opening night two years ago here at Lexington. Warriors obviously fall to 0-1 on the season. And your Lexington Minutemen will look to continue this momentum at Shelby next week. Of course, we'll be on the call with that one right around 640. But we've got to wrap up tonight here first. As the student section chomping at the bit to get onto the field here. I'm not sure if they're going to let them on the field. Yeah, I don't know. The team comes running over to the near sideline to do their celebration. And now the students run onto the field here at Lexington to celebrate 
their latest win over the Minutemen, and their third win in a row over the Minutemen, and oddly, their second win in consecutively going back to last season over the Warriors. That'll be an odd stat someday that uh, you can find in the record book. When was the last time Lexington beat a team to end one season and start <laughs> the next? Well, it happened this year. Yep. They beat Ontario last season to end, and they beat them this year to start the season here at home. Always a glorious sight to see the student section run onto the field. And it's great to see the students just back in the in the stadium. You know, we really missed them last year. They, I mean, they definitely just bring the energy, and it gets the guys on the sideline pumped, and just the whole atmosphere is so much better when they're able to be out here and celebrate with these guys. Absolutely. And uh, we'll take one final break here. We'll be back for the Fear of the Village postgame show. Nick will have all the final stats from tonight's matchup. We've got a couple of final scores from around the area. Yes, we're not the only team that opened up this year on a Thursday night. So we'll have those scores for you as well and maybe look ahead to tomorrow night. Once again, Lexington starts 1-0. They beat the Warriors of Ontario 45 to nothing here at Lexington. We'll be right back on fearthevillage.com. VSBNRadio.com is your home for live scores, updated standings, and archived broadcasts in case you miss even one single second of the action. For exclusive content from the game, like us on Facebook at VSBN Radio. And while you're at it, follow us at VSBN Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network, your source for sports in North Central Ohio. Online at VSBNRadio.com. Hey, this is Nick Michaels. Check out my weekly podcast, Trash Talk, on vsbnradio.com, featuring area athletes and coaches, local sports updates, and more. Available now where you listen to your podcasts. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is a medical service providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality of care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, they're currently hiring EMTs and paramedics. To find out more, give them a call at 419-522-2020. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872. And as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. Hey, this is Tyler Johnson. Join me tonight at 10 o'clock on VSPNRadio.com for my show, Intentional Grounding. I'll give you guys scores, updated standings, and preview next week's matchups tonight and every Friday night. At 10 o'clock, it's Intentional Grounding with Tyler Johnson on VSPNRadio.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range 
range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is former Minuteman Nick Lazier, class of 2014, and you're listening to Lexington Football on fearthevillage.com. As we sit here and watch the celebration, Lexington winners tonight 45 to nothing here at home to open up the 2021 campaign. Corey Durbin, Nick Lazier with you. And, uh, man, a lot of action tonight, really oh, yeah. right from the start as Lexington's defense came out and just pummeled the Warriors' yeah. offense and uh, really did not stop from – Start to finish, and the Warriors struggled, I believe. I don't think the Warriors got across midfield except when the Minutemen turned the ball over. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the Warrior offense themselves did not make it past midfield tonight. And uh, Coach Gerhardt's got to feel good about that as uh, I see him down there on the field doing a few interviews. We'll try to get him later for you on vsbnradio.com and fearthevillage.com. But uh, Nick can uh, paint a little bit of a picture of what happened tonight. I think it's I mean it's pretty pretty self-explanatory <laughs> yeah. if you're listening yeah. at home a 45 to nothing beatdown is what happened tonight, but here's how it looked statistically. Uh, so total uh, total offense here, it was just a landslide. The Minutemen had over 300 yards of offense, 316 yards of total offense on 38 plays. So averaging almost eight and a half yards per play. So I mean the Minutemen really just came out and dominated the line of scrimmage right from the get-go. Uh, held the Warriors to only nine yards rushing and 63 yards of total offense. Uh, the Minutemen uh, had 121 yards of passing offense. Cole Pauley was 5-8 through the air, had two touchdowns and the one interception. Uh, the rushing attack from the Minutemen was just un unbelievable. 195 yards of total offense, 6.5 yards of carry uh, overall. Let's see here. Corbin Green, five carries, 98 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Carson Berry had 13 carries for 93 yards and two touchdowns, and he also had the 84-yard kickoff return right out the gate of the second half. He took it right to the house off down the right sideline. So, I mean, Carson was just doing a little bit of everything tonight. If he can stay healthy throughout the whole year, he's going to be a real problem for defenses going forward. But, I mean, I just can't speak enough to this defense and how well they played. E even when the second stringers came in late in the second half, they really even contributed. Scotty Roush had, the, had a nice pick, uh, and he was kind of all over the field making plays when he was in there. So it's good to see those guys get in and, and make an impact in the game. They're not just sitting there watching. But, I mean, the second half, it was just the Minutemen running the ball, picking up first downs. I Let me see here. I can tell you how many first downs the Minutemen had. They only had 10 first downs, but they were just – on drives, and they, I mean, they didn't need a lot of – their scoring drives weren't very long. It was only a couple couple series, and then they were in the end zone. So didn't really have to do a whole lot. Didn't really have to run a whole lot of plays, but they still put up 45 tonight. As they win it, 45 nothing. Carson Berry, obviously the BP Electric player of the game. I mean, what do you make the play of the game? Uh, you could go with the Carson – Kick return, you could go with that connection between uh, between uh, Cole Pauley and Carter and uh, Carter Newman. I mean, even and take your pick. Well, and even Corbin had the seventy-seven yard touchdown run too. I mean, the Minutemen were just doing everything tonight. 
It's true. It's uh, that's a tough one to choose. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what? We'll make it the Cole Pauly touchdown pass, though. It was nice <laughs> to see him come back and uh, great pass yeah. to uh, Carter Newman, his first career touchdown catch. So we'll make Carson Berry the player of the game, and the play of the game will be that 53-yard touchdown pass from Cole Pauly to uh, Carter Newman, who gets into the scorebook for the first time in his young career for the Minutemen. As they win it 45-0, to zero. I'm trying to get the scoreboard here to load, get you a couple scores before we get out of here. And it sounds like somebody's weed-eating down on the field, <laughs> but I'm not sure. Maybe a leaf blower, maybe they're cleaning up already. What is down going on? I have no idea. <laughs> sounds like somebody's jackhammering out. <laughs> I think it's Ontario's little cart across the way. Is that really what yeah. that is? <laughs> It sounds like a tractor pull is going on over there with the Ontario golf cart. It's got a Hemi. Wow. <laughs> We're all looking down, straight down out of the press box here. We, I, I'm thinking there's like a leaf blower down below us. No, it's just the uh, Ontario golf cart headed out, the four, out, headed out to uh, Park Ave tonight to do some racing apparently. Gotta love it. Yeah, somebody needs to get a muffler on that thing. That's crazy. They, I mean, if you're listening at home, <laughs> it's they are all the way outside the stadium, <laughs> driving away on the other side of the stadium. They're in the parking lot. And it's still loud. And I can hear it still through the headset. <laughs> um, Crestview, 45. Loudonville, 25. Mohawk, 33. And Tiffin Calvert, 7. That one's a final. Crestview is uh, in the fourth quarter with that 25, or excuse me, 20-point lead. All right, uh, one final time tonight here at Lexington for Nick Lazier. Uh, did a great job tonight with stats, as always, and color commentary. Kayla Durbin, Rachel Durbin down on the sidelines. They'll have all kinds of good stuff for you on social media after the game. Uh, Nick Michaels was here as well. You can hear him tomorrow night at Arlen Field as Mansfield Senior welcomes Norwalk to town. And then uh, T.J. Johnson, Tyler Johnson, will be live tomorrow night with intentional grounding. It's our... Uh, Sort of our scores show here on Friday nights. He'll update you on everything you need to know about high school football in the area tomorrow night live at uh, 10 o'clock on vsbnradio.com. One final time, Lexington, a 45-0 winner over Ontario. The Minutemen 1-0 will head to Shelby next week and try to continue this momentum. We'll be live at 640 with the call. And uh, hopefully a little bit cooler in the press box over there next week. I hope so. At Shelby. Have a good night, everybody. Get out tomorrow night. Watch another football game. Uh, uh, there's going on all around the area. It's one of the good things about opening on a Thursday is you can go watch another game tomorrow night on a Friday. And we'll talk to you next week at 640 at Shelby right here on BSBNRadio.com.